Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am very excited to be here, probably about as excited to be here as you guys are surprised to have me here. Because as a lot of you know, I was supposed to be on vacation this week. And that got postponed. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm still here. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my computer, though. So one moment. Uh, there we go. Echoing and boom. All right, we're good. All right. Yeah, I'm having some technical issues with the show tonight, so just bear with me as I get through some of these, just so you know. But anyway, as a lot of you know, I was supposed to be on vacation this week, but things kind of got switched around. We have some crazy fires here in Oregon, and there's a bunch of road closures, so I had to figure out, redo my route. So now I'm going to Central Oregon via Texas. Not really, but it seems like the detour I have to take to get where I was going is going to be quite a bit longer than what I was expecting. Of course, those of you who know me know that a detour through Texas probably would not be such a far-fetched thing. But the good thing about that is that I'm much more prepared. And I've never I've been going on these paleontology digs for years and years and years, and I've never had anybody freak out more over a trip than this one. And it all started and I go in I I go all over Utah and Colorado, Wyoming. You know, I've lived in all those places. Uh, I still go there and go exploring all over here. But someone told me that it is like supposed to be a record year for rattlesnakes over in eastern Oregon. And so, and I've never seen a rattlesnake in all my travels, so I don't know why I'm so stressed or worried about it. <laughs> but, but I started worrying about it because they said there were a lot of them. And so I'm reading about them, right? And it said, you know, you're going to be fine as long as you stay off the the brushy hillsides that are all rocky and stay off the southern facing slopes and all this stuff. And I'm taking a look at uh, where I'm going. And I pull it up on Google World Map thingy. And (laughs) I'm on a rocky, brushy hillside on a southern facing slope is my first destination. And so it's like, well, okay. So because of the delays, now this trip has been delayed, as you guys know, five times now. And But because of that, I now have snake gaiters. I now have steel-toed leather boots to wear. I have the thick jeans. I have the gloves that go really tight and the bands that go around your sleeves to keep spiders and scorpions from climbing up my sleeves. I have the crew socks you tuck your pant legs into before you put on your uh, leather boots and your leg gaiters so that they can't climb up your pant legs and stuff. Um, I had a friend. I couldn't find snake shot anywhere. And so I'm holding this bag in my hand. Can you guys hear it? 
Okay, so I'm holding this bag in my hand, and a friend sent me over a giant bag of snake shot. And snake shot, they're rounds to put in a 38. So if you see a rattlesnake, it turn, basically turns your 38 handgun into a shotgun, and it shoots these little snake pellets at the rattlesnakes to get them away from you. And so I was real excited because I haven't been able to find those anywhere. It's getting close to hunting season, and everybody's sold out. But then there's in the bag he also sent me cougar shot, which are basically these horrific-looking bullets. <laughs> They're hollow point, right? And then 38, just a, a, a giant box of 38 special shells. So I think I got all of that covered. I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> oh, and I got my six-foot walking stick to kind of poke the brush ahead of me. So I'm, I'm feeling much more confident now about the overrun of snakes in the uh, southern-facing slope that I'm going to be playing on on vacation. I leave tomorrow morning. So we are doing the live show tonight, of course, but next week we will be doing a workshop. So next week we will not be doing a live show. We'll be doing our workshop. So I hope that you all make sure that you tune in for that because it is going to be amazing. And uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit because I'm going to be playing a track from the person who's going to be doing that workshop. It's a pre-recorded workshop. We run it one other time, I think. Um, but it's really awesome. All right. So... With that said, what shall we do now? I have announcements. Announcements. Okay, the number first. <laughs> the number, if you would like to call in and read tonight, 646-595-3965, if you'd like to call in and read. If you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can do so by probably uh, messaging me on Facebook would be uh, would be your easiest bet. To find me, if I am not on your contacts list, you can search under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. All right, shoot me over a message, let me know what you want to do. These can be anywhere from a half hour to three hours long. We can pre-record them. Uh, I can do host a call with you, similar to like you know you and I talking like we do when you call into the show, and I can help you pre-record it, maybe interview you at the beginning if you wanted, and talk with you a little bit, and then just shut up and turn the show over to you, and you can do your workshop. We can you can pre-record it on your computer if you'd like, and then uh, just send me over the the, uh, the MP3 file, and we can post those up on the show and play them that way, pre-record them that way. We can do a combination of both. If you want to do a live show and a pre-record or part of it pre-recorded and then come on live afterwards maybe and, and talk to the listeners, take questions and things, we can do that as well. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider to put one of these on, as I prove very well every time we host a show here. <laughs> so, you know, just just this way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together doing, you know, something we enjoy, talking about writing, you know, sharing inspiration, that type of thing. So, yeah, shoot me a message. Let me know what you want to do, and we'll get that set up. Next thing I want to do, very important, is I want to thank all of you who stepped up to the plate and chipped in and helped me to sponsor our 2020 broadcasting license for the year. And just really cool. Appreciate you guys. On behalf of all of us in this community, I want to say thank you. Those sponsors are Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Golickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, 
Richard Ward, and Colm Kennedy Hume. Thank you so much, you guys, for helping us with our 2020 broadcasting license and keeping us on the air for another year. And for those of you who are new to the show, uh, I just want to kind of remind you that the end of October, first week of uh, November, that is when we celebrate the show's anniversary. And this is going to be our 14th year, our 14th anniversary, 14 years we've been on the air doing this together. And I'm really excited about that, and I'm really proud to be a part of this with you. I'm so proud of the community that you guys have built here, you know, for the inspiration and the friendship and all of that that you show each other. You guys are just amazing. And uh, sincerely, you know, 14 years later, I had no clue what this was going to grow into the very first time I hit that button to go live. And it's just been phenomenal to see. So, you know, if you want to put anything together for the anniversary show, just kind of a heads up that we've got that coming up. All righty. Now what? Next thing. We have our inspiration from the inkwell. So all of you grab your notebooks, your pens, papers, pencils, whatever it is, and I'm going to give you your... Inspiration from the Inkwell writing things. I don't want to call them assignments because we have assignments and prompts and and exercises and and all those things we're going to be doing here. So grab your paper and pencil so you can jot them down. As I go through these, if you happen to miss anything, don't worry about it. You can come back, listen to the archives when the show's over, and start and stop it. Write it down if I get yammering too much and and lose you. It's okay. You can come back later and write all these down. All right. So the first thing, the journal assignments. And remember, journal assignments, and I'm I'm pretty set in my ways on this. Your journal assignments, I actually want a pen in your hand. I want paper. It can be a spiral notebook. I don't care. But for your journal assignments, your one-on-one time with your brain, that's when you get to run around the house naked inside your head with your muses, okay? It's intimate time. It's I want that tangible, physical connection between your brain, your hand, the pen, the paper. I want you to feel the drag of the pen across the paper. I want you to smell the ink. I want you to hear the scratch, I want you to taste the inspiration in the air. I want that physical, tangible connection between you and the paper and the words that you're writing. The rest of it, if you insist on doing it in your backlit world, then fine. But when you write, handwrite with pen and paper, your brain thinks differently. It's a completely different animal. And so for these, please, at least this part, use a pen and paper. All right, so for the first one, we are, have been doing free writing. And again, you know, the first thing I always hear when I, you know, give someone a free writing assignment is they sit there and they say, well, I can't think of anything to write about, which is kind of the whole point. You're free writing. You're just supposed to write about anything. But it's like that initial jumping off the dock and into the water, that, that hesitation, you don't know what to write. So I took that excuse away, and I am giving you free writing poetic analysis catalysts. All right, that's the assignments we're working on right now. And so I'm giving you an idea, and then you just write to the idea that I give you. And what we've been doing is 
is kind of different than what we were doing before, those of you who have been following this assignment for a while. What I'm having you do is I'm giving you the first lines from classic poems as your free writing poetic analysis catalyst. <laughs> Say that three times really fast. What I want you to do when I give you, I'm going to give you a poem, and I want you to Google the poem. Well, let's just get into this, and we'll, you'll figure it out as we go. I'm going to give you the name of a poem, and I want you to Google the poem, and I want you to read it. And read it a couple of times, but don't just read it. I want you to, to listen to the poet. I want you to listen for the message inside the words. Hear them. Feel them. You know, are they to be taken at face value, or are they talking about something deeper? Really, really dig into the meat and potatoes of these poems, this poem and find out what you think the poet, the message the poet's trying to give you is. All right? And the poem that I'm giving you this week is by Anne Sexton, and it's titled Her Kind. And so go find the poem, Anne Sexton, Her Kind. Read it, listen to it, feel it. After you're done. What I want you to do, and you're ready to, once you're done reading it and you're ready to write, I want you to open your journals and I want you to write the first line of the poem at the top of your journal page. And the line, first line from Anne's poem is, I have gone out a possessed witch. I have gone out a possessed witch. And I picked this one because we're coming into October soon and next month and you know, you'll want to have some of those things ready for Spooky Month. And though this is not a poem prompt, by sitting there and free writing, by putting your brain in that area, by by thinking of something like that, then, you know, it's going to it's going to kind of grease the wheel on your on your brain and get you thinking in that direction. So again, Anne Sexton's poem, Her Kind first line, I have gone out, a possessed witch. So once you've read the poem and started writing to the opening line, once you write that at the top of your journal page, I want you to just keep writing. Whatever comes to mind, just keep writing. But instead of traditional free writing, you know, where by the end of the, the time you can be writing your grocery list, it doesn't matter, this is going to be more structured than that. And I want you to, what I want you to do is I want you to free write your thoughts about the poem starting with the first line of the poem. I want you to analyze what you liked about it and what you didn't like about it. You know, what what did it make you think of? You know, what do you think the poet was trying to tell you? What confused you about the poem? What did you think about the poem's form, the rhyme scheme, or the lack of thereof, the language used? You know, how would you change it to fit modern times? or your experiences? How do you think it would fit into modern times? If you were to be able to sit with Anne Sexton over a cup of coffee and talk to them about what they wrote, what would you want to know? What would you ask them? So read the poem, Her Kind, by Anne Sexton. Top of the page, write down, I have gone out, a possessed witch, the first line from Anne's poem. And then, just in your head, Go after it. Talk about the poem. Lines maybe you really liked or what inspired you about it or whatever it is. Write for at least 10 minutes and have fun. All right. Now, exercise number two. 
Exercise number two. Actually, this is number one. You're supposed to have two assignments. I said that last couple of weeks. There's supposed to be two assignments, and there's only one. I don't know where I dropped the second one at, but I keep forgetting to add your second one back in. So instead, we're just at your writing exercises. Now, writing exercises are different than writing assignments. Writing assignments is you and you and yoga pants with your brain. You know, writing exercises, that's where you're actually getting sweaty. You know, you're you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zones. You're thinking about things you normally wouldn't think about. You're doing things you normally wouldn't do. Writing about them in a way you normally wouldn't write. Writing about something you'd never even in a million years think about writing or even would want to write about. Okay, those are important too. What I want you to do is we're going to be writing to scenarios still. And I want you to kind of climb out of your brain. I want you to get away from the thought of every time you sit down, you have to write a poem. Instead, I want you to just write a a short story or prose or something along that line, but not a poem. You know, a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves, we think every time we sit down, we have to write a poem. No, we don't. We just have to write. So I just want you to... You know, this isn't for popular consumption. This isn't for everybody in the world to read. It's just for you. So just have fun with it. Um, so I want you to write write, the, write to this scenario. Um, the one that I'm going to give you this week is I want you to write a story about a character who can't figure out when they're dreaming or awake. And it can be about you or a totally made-up character. You know, and really think this one through. The possibilities are incredible. So fun. Or is it terrifying? Only you know the answer to that. So again, write a story about a character who can't figure out when they're dreaming or awake. Now, exercise number two. Pick apart a prompt. This is to teach you that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is much more important than what you write to it. I want you to write the top of the, the prompt at the top of the page, and then I want you to start a list of all the different thoughts and ideas and directions you could take that prompt. And again, we all have muscle memory. You know, our brains are the same way. That knee-jerk reaction. Think about December. You think about snow. You think about holly. You think about snowmen. You think about your holiday. Those are knee-jerk reactions to a prompt. That's the things your brain grabs a hold of because they're programmed to be associated with those words. Instead, I want you to write the prompt down and go deeper than that. Go past the knee-jerk. Go past the predictable. And just keep going. Tear it apart as much as you can tear it apart. You know... You'd be surprised, you know, some of the things that you can find inside your head. Doing things like this is what's really going to develop your own unique voice as a poet. It's when you, you know, we all read things that we go, oh, my gosh, that was incredible. You know, I wish I'd written that. I can't tell you how many times I've read something that made me want to duct tape the poet into a closet and claim it for my own. But, you know, we're civilized people, and I can't do that, and I know that that's wrong. But that doesn't mean I didn't want to (laughs) because the line was just that good. So how do you write lines that good? How do you make people want to duct tape you in a closet? 
Okay. You do you you get those ideas. You reach that that level of writing by doing exercises like this. All right. So the pick apart prompt I'm going to give you this week is detour sign. Detour sign. And this is a good one, so take your time. Think about it. And then, again, write the, the prompt at the top of the page and then start a list of all the different ideas or directions you could take that prompt. Think of all the ways it could be used as a metaphor or things that could stand in for all the different things that could become the face of, the voice of, or even a shadow of. How many different things, different types? How, can, how could you twist that into? How many ideas could you twist that into? Detour sign. And keep your notebook handy and write these down. You know, if you think of think of a you know, a week later, flip back through, find that list, write it down. You know, at some point you're gonna be able to go back and flip through some of these and find some pretty amazing amazing things to use as uh as poems. But you won't if you don't write them down. Now, poetry prompts. Now that I've totally pushed you away from writing poetry, now I'm going to give you poems. <laughs> Prompt number one. You always hear me talking about making lists and how important they are. All right? Well, last week I had found this incredible list on the on the Internet, and I read it to you, and I had you make your, your own list. It was a to-do list, and your assignment was to make your own list. Well, this week... I just thought it was such a cool idea, and I was just so inspired by the one that I found online, and I'll share a couple of those with you in in a moment in case you weren't here last week. But I thought it was so awesome that I want to keep it going this week. So last week you wrote your own to-do list. This week, for prompt number one, I want you to write a poem, but I want you to pick a to-do list poem, but I want you to pick any person in historical, any historical person from history, you know, our past, whatever, and I want you to write their to-do list. Like, what if you were to write the to-do list for Napoleon? But with this humorous twist, as you'll see in this, this example I'm going to read to you in a moment. Or what if you were to write, you know, the, the to-do list for Columbus or the to-do list for um, Henry VIII or whoever? Right? So to remind you of some of the examples from last week's list I read to you last week, and I wish that I could tell you who wrote this, but they did not sign their name to it, which makes me very sad because now it's out here in the world and I'm talking about it on worldwide radio. I'm talking about something somebody wrote that I found online to the whole world. And I have no way to tell them how cool it is. And they'll never know I'm talking about them. That's why it's so important that if you put stuff out there, to make sure you have your name on it. So it's called To-Do List. A couple of them were uh, Make Vanilla Pudding, Put in a Mayo Jar and Eat in Public. Uh, Get into a crowded elevator and say hi. Or no, get into a crowded elevator and say, I bet you're all wondering why I gathered you here today. Major in philosophy. Ask people why they would like fries with that. Become a doctor. 
change your last name to Acula. Change your name to Simon and speak in third person. Simon says. And this one was my favorite. Follow joggers around in your car, blasting Eye of the Tiger for encouragement. And they're just fun, silly, and they made me, some some of these on this list made me laugh so hard. So, those are examples. I would like to say that. Okay, there we go. All right, so those are examples of the one, the list that I found online that I absolutely loved. I mean, we all have this crazy shit inside our heads, right? Things we would, we think about doing but never would, but wish we could. So how much fun would it be to imagine what is in someone else's head and to have free reign? <laughs> I would really love to see you bring some of these to the show. If you want to bring them back and read them on the air, that would be awesome. Your to-do list poems. Have fun. Now, poetry prompt number two. These are like seeds being planted. They are meant to grow into poems. With that said, these prompts can be the title, a line in, or the general concept of your poem. So number your papers one through five. Yes, I know there's normally only four, but I picked five this week. I get to do that. It's my show. (laughs) So number your paper one through five. I kind of tried to pick out ones that could be a little bit spooky. You know, once again, we have Halloween coming up next month, and so I'm kind of give you some inspiration to get some of those spooky things written so you can bring them back to the show for October. So prompt number one, when the scarecrow weeps. When the scarecrow weeps. Number two, Night's black bat flutters. Now, on this one, you can change the last word flutters to something like beckons or whispers or sings or uh, stalks or seduces. You 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 can change that prompt up however you want if you want to change the last word. Night's black bat flutters. Number three, blindfold my angels. Blindfold my angels. Number four, like a black fly. Like a black fly. And number five, five. (laughs) number five, spellbinding moonshine. Now, I will let you decide if moonshine is one word or if it's hyphenated because that totally changes the meaning of this. Spellbinding moonshine. And remember your pick-apart-a-prompt mentality before you approach writing to these. Number one. Remember? Do you remember? Did you write it down? This is a quiz. Number one. When the scarecrow weeps. Number two, night's black bat flutters. Number three, blindfold my angels. Number four, like a black fly. And number five, spellbinding moonshine. All right. Lastly, our ongoing projects for the year. 
Remember once a week to do something surprising, something you've not done before, something you haven't done for in a long time. We have to have input in life in order to have output. You have to have new experiences or you're going to get, become a very boring person and a very boring writer. You always have to have things going inside the computer in order to have something different coming out. So don't let yourself get into a rut in your life. Go out and do do something that makes you buy snake shot and, and leg gaiters. Okay? <laughs> Have fun and live life, and then you can write about it. Next, remember we were doing a haiku every day for 365 days a year. And I don't care if it takes you 600 days to do that. Meaning that if you skip a day or two days, I don't care. It's not an excuse to quit. You just get up the next day, brush off the dirt, and go for it again. So for 365 days, I want you to write a haiku. The whole point of this is to pay attention to the world around you. You run around and do so much adulting that we don't very often do things that feed our creative side. Think about that. It's important to feed ourselves inspiration. It's important just to pay attention to that voice inside our head. You know, it doesn't ask for much, just some acknowledgement that we know it's there. And if we do that, then it's going to be there for us when we want to sit down and write. All righty? So look around your day. Pay attention to things around you. When you're walking down the street and something catches the corner of your eye, stop and look. What caught my eye? Why did it catch my eye? What was it? Was it the color, the sound, the smell? The things that make your brain stop and stutter, those are the things that you need to pay attention to. Look around your day and find something worth 17 syllables. All right, if you can't find something that's worth 17 syllables in your life, <laughs> then there's some problems, and we need to work on that every day. And, and when you write it down, I don't care if it's only 15 syllables. You can go back later and add a couple or take a couple away. The whole point is just to get it written down every single day. Write down a poetic hiccup and turn it into a haiku. At the end of the year, you're going to have 365 haiku. You're going to have between 38 and maybe 60 really good ones. All right? And out of those, you already have a, by the end of the year, you're going to have a haiku book ready to publish. One day at a time. All right? So important, do that. Remember, keep playing with your ideas, playing with your words. Keep having fun with your tasks and your ideas and your thoughts. And in turn, your muses will have fun playing with you. All right, that is it for our inspiration from the inkwell. If you missed any of that, remember you can come back and listen to the archives of the show after the show is over and write them down at your leisure. Next thing we are going to do is I am going to play an audio track. Now, if you are a recording artist and you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can email those to me at the speakeasy, the word that's in there, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3 audio files, something along that lines in the subject line for me. We will get those uploaded to the show and play them for the, 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 the whole wide world. 
because everybody in the world is listening and they want to hear your palms. So get them into me. Do it now. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Just get me your palms. If you're not a recording artist, I highly recommend that you do that. It's a lot of fun. You know, you do it a headset on your computer. Uh, there's, a, you know, all kinds of audio programs that you can use, free downloads you can get, and just have fun with them. Nobody gets to hear them until you're done. But they're fun. It's fun to do. It really kind of changes. It changed me. When I started doing them, it definitely changed me as a writer. It made me pay attention. It just made me notice so many different things about the way I wrote. You know, some things I write, they're, they're definitely page poetry. But some of the stuff that I write is meant to be meant to be performed. Which kind of brings me to the first track. I'm playing two tracks. I have, uh, my sister is listening tonight, and she asked me to play a track of mine. So I'm actually going to play two tracks. Okay, I'm going to play one from Carlos, and then I'm going to play one of mine. But... And I normally don't play any of mine, but you guys just have to suffer through it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> love you, sis. So the first one, though, I'm going to play is by Carlos, written in pain. And it is called Love Sick, incredible piece. He did the voiceover for it, and I did the production for him. It was a really a lot of fun to work on this with him. And I just love this piece. But I'm playing it because, you know, there's there's spoken word. There's poetry readings where you go and everybody's reading like William Shatner. This is my poem, and I am the poet, and I am reading it for you. All right. Then, <laughs> then there's performance poetry, which gets a little bit more dramatic than that. You know, it's almost like a stage play coming out of the mouth. And so Carlos is one of those who I think really excels as a performance poet. And he did a workshop for us that is talking about doing performance poetry, doing performance spoken word, you know, being able to, how do you, how do you get that inflection into your poetry? And, you know, for me, you, you guys have no idea, and, and some of you may, but I am I have this horrible, horrible, horrific fear of talking in front of people. I have worked in radio since I was 18 years old. But every time that mic goes live, even though I'm sitting in a room all by myself, I get terrified. I could throw up on my shoe. I swear to God, it is horrible. That's why every single show that you listen to, every single show that we have done in the past 14 years that we have been on the air, the opening of the show is exactly the same. Because if I can get through that, if I can get through that part where I can't breathe and finally get to the point where I can exhale, then, then I do okay. I'm fine. I relax and I, can, and, and, and I have fun on the show. But those first couple of minutes are just terrifying, right? Well, one of the things that I did, especially performing live, which is crazy, but when I practiced, the, the, one of the keys is to keep it conversational, Keep it real. Put as much real emotion into it. So I would picture somebody sitting in a chair. And I would read this. I would practice reading this, the piece to the invisible person. But keeping the normal, normal tones in my voice. Keeping the emotion in my voice. As if it were in a conversation. And that really helped me. You know, and once I got to that point, then I recorded it. And I 
put it on a CD, and you know you can put it on your iPods or whatever they are now. But I put it on a CD, and I would pop it in my car. And when I drove around, I would recite it. It's kind of like when you hear a song on the radio, you can sing it, even though you don't really have the words memorized, but you know it when you hear it. I used to practice. I used to practice along to the recordings that I did. You know, there's little things that you can do that really can help you when you do your spoken word pieces. So I'm really excited to have this workshop to share with you next week. I hope that you tune in to hear it. It's going to be on the same same time next week as the show, Thursday night, uh, 5 o'clock West Coast, 8 o'clock East Coast. Carlos, and I'm going to play his piece. Where did it go? Where did it go? All right, hang on. we got to find it. There we go. All right, so this is Carlos Written in Pain. Love sick. Here we go. Love sick. Flee from me, O oh, love. Depart from the reach of high. Gather with you your empty vows and false promises, declarations of immortality. Move from me, oh love, why the mere mention of your wicked existence only aids in the decomposition of what you have left of my depleted body. Love, I want no parts of you. You, you are the cloak, the soul is used to attack the soulful. Love, do not even acknowledge your existence. Curses to your falsehood. Your salted kisses and bitter lies. Oh, love. Leaving me in a worse state than when I was found. For now, I crave you. Yes, love. Craving you without reason. You have robbed me of my very sanity. Love. You have rendered me unable to love myself. Since this be so, let me be filled with damnation or nothing at all. Let me be voided of even my own existence, for I am grown sick of love from hair to skin to the very marrow of my bones. Pain has me pent up. I can feel the walls closing in. Try not to ball up while looking for a pressure pin. Deep, dark, beyond measuring. Digging, trying to find what it is that I 
am treasuring. Love dealt me a hand. I could not hold it. I folded. I once had a heart of gold and someone stole it. Then they sold it. It equates to scattered screams and shattered dreams. Dreams that don't vision clearly screams. When no one hears me muted while mutated. Degraded, degraded, decimated while painfully educated. Till I am emotionally eradicated. The road to nowhere is endless. Booted by lost premise. See, my life's motivation was hijacked, kidnapped by a hater and a lover's mask. Trick me, treat me, beat me. Like a hyena when you eat me. Laughing at me while gnashing at me. I have no weapons. Love is leverage. It aids deception. I must be a bullseye. They keep aiming disregard in my direction. My life is death row. Where's my injection? Since the arms of despair is my only affection, I evade love without detection. I've grown sick from love's infection. Unshielded, no deflection. Pain. It's got me pent up while the walls are closing in. I'm trying not to ball up while looking for pressure pins. Love. Sweet love, move from high, for I love you not. That was written in pain. Absolutely wonderful piece by him. I love that. So remember, next week we are going to be doing a spoken word workshop where Carlos will be joining us and talking about different approaches to doing spoken word. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you can join us for that. All right. As promised to my sister, I am playing one of mine. You guys know I never do this. So thank you for indulging me. Um, This is one that my sister really likes. (laughs) I, I was spending, I spent a summer down in Ashland, And anyone who knows anything about Ashland, Oregon, will understand that when they hear this poem. Why? (laughs) This would have been written about that time. And when I talk to you about recording your pieces and just having fun with them, they will tell you, when you start recording them, they will tell you what they want to be. You know, if you you listen to what you write, they will become, they will have a voice of their own, as you will be able to tell with this piece as well. All right, this one is called Lake at the River's End. And here you go. The Lake at the River's End, a fable of sorts. He sees her there 
kneeling beside the lake at the river's end. Tears of sadness do ripples send. She is just a dream he is haunted by, bound to the sound she cries. Her tears pound out his heartbeat. When they stop, tis when they meet. A moment or a lifetime too late, fear made him hesitate deeply now to feel the grief beyond measure no relief for the empty arms of his soul only he hears the twin harps echo transcending him to stand beside her to look but never touch her because he loved her too much or not enough could this be the truth told as such her tears slow in motion fall still two souls he there call in the ripples they stand face to face what his lost love is still to embrace the image she sees beside her that dreams deliver from her his love is all she could have ever dared now it will not free her from his presence there her sorrow never to release him existing together only in the reflection of a moment she saw so clearly our oh, hearts do pay so dearly when one never sees what the other sees so clear so well a lover's hell to be so close that closer no longer exists and still not know the taste of the other's lips to hunger the flesh to plead the soul to weep in the need seeing everything on the surface of the lake make no mistake because there's been one too many here skipping stones distorting what should be seen so clear that while two fools stand a world apart two souls have joined and the world forgot forever locked inside each other and what existed before is limited to the limitless of the other barring nothing that their dreams did lack the pen's been tapped the ink is dry and two lovers trapped in the sky come back to the lake at the river's end one reflection one perfection one revelation it is without end love sorrow a duplicate tomorrow cursed to love itself again and again a beginning a middle and a music box end a thousand times once more the music only to restart time and space apart from where she kneels still and yet again beside the lake at the river's end. And there you go. All right. Now, you know what time it is, right? It's time for poetry. It's time for you guys. If you are wanting to call into the show. You can do so by dialing 
646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. This is what you can expect if you are on hold. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller for the night. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure you introduce yourself, just like the list poem that I read earlier during our uh, assignment sections. Oh, there goes my pen. During the assignment sections, there was no author written or signing on that. So I had no clue who wrote it. All right, don't be that person. When you read your poem on the air, you are verbally publishing your piece. So make sure that you introduce yourself. And then people know who's reading. And I don't get bombarded with questions saying, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Who's reading? And I can pay attention to what you're reading. Okay. So, yeah, make sure you introduce yourself. Next, you can do one, two. You can do two poems right now. If the lines get too busy tonight, then I may need to switch that back to one. We are having some issues right now. The... Chat room is not behaving. If you are having problems getting into the chat room, please keep refreshing your page. Uh, I've gotten like a ton of emails now saying that nobody's able to get into the chat room. And if you're trying to call in on the lines and you're getting a fast, busy signal, just keep trying. I guess there's a, a lot of stuff going on right now with the way things are being networked across the country with all the wildfires that are going on. So things are kind of hiccuping a little. So just bear with us as we as we get through this. We don't always do it pretty, but we always do it, right? Right. All right. So you can do two poems right now. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. You want to make sure sure that people know how to find you and get to know you and your work better. And then please remember that we have a mature rating. That means just about anything goes, and you're going to hear just about anything tonight with the exception of adult porn poems. No hardcore erotica, no bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. So I'm going to give you the first three callers, actually, so you kind of have a heads up where you are, if you're coming on fairly quickly. We have area code 731, followed by 717, followed by 219. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on 731. 731, you're on the air. Is this the radio station? It is. Hello, Michael. Hi. My name is Mike Todd. I live in Wildersville, Tennessee. I'm grateful this day for Packard, who invented the power window for automobiles that allows me to step out of my driver's side door and with the push of a button roll down my far side window, allowing a mean-as-mustard horse fly out to fly off into the deep woods, avoiding an ugly conflict that leads to his demise and most likely ends poorly for the bill of my newest John Deere ball cap. Dashboards are hard on hats. I'm also grateful on this day for pepper grinders like they have at the Italian restaurant over on Grayson Lane. Now, not only can I see and smell the black pepper, I can hear it as it crackles and rains down on my house salad and noodles. What are you grateful for, Nyla? I am grateful for you. You are one of the greatest joys in my life. I hope you know that. That was awesome. (laughs) Oh, me. I am so grateful for you. Sometimes I listen to Swapping Shop, and it gets in my head. (laughs) Did you just make that up on the fly? No, I made it up on the fly yesterday. 
I, is, is that all there is to it? Is that is that it? That's all there is to it. I, think I had to you do need another to minute. On it. It's no, it's that's all there is. It's on your messenger on your phone. On my phone. Mm-hmm, on your messenger. Oh. I did two well, things think, last night. You would I think I would have seen it then, night. huh? I wrote a haiku last night too. Are you gonna Honest. read it for me? I am. It's a haiku set. It's seven. It's seven haikus, so it's a week's worth, according to the Nyla tradition. And uh, it's, I call it rabbit, a haiku set. Uh, okay, this is my haiku. Rabbit. Rabbit on the porch. Hopping is overrated. Swinging, more his style. Dreaming of lettuce, his days back in the garden, full run of the place. Enter the new duck, brought in for his stud service. It must be Easter. Rabbit shakes his head, hearing the rusty chain squeak, (laughs) if they only knew. Easter is candy and pastel feathers and fur, sometimes quacking. Springtime sneaked away with little or no fanfare, unresolved issues. Chicken hates a snake. Sparrows fear a dark twister. Rabbit pays no mind. End poem. I love it. I love it. I I I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to tell you about my my conversation about a bunny earlier because it's nowhere near as much darker than your palm. <laughs> well, you, you always like it when I write about animals. I do. I do. I always like it when you write, period. You know, if I were to ever do, um, if I were to do like a workshop on how to write good slice of life poetry, you would be on the billboard poster child for the advertisement for that type of poetry because you do it so well. It's like when you were reading your first one and you're talking about, you know, you give the address, you know, it's just the little details that you put in your writing are are one of the things that may to you seem like little simple things but are so highly unique about the way that you write. And it's it's just one of the things that makes your writing so engaging and endearing and enthralling. And I don't know, it's one of my favorite things about the way you write. Well, thanks. I was, I was listening to Don Lee. She does. She's on a video patrol this week, putting out one a day. And she was talking about dreading the end of summer for her summers, the Labor Day weekend. And, and I just had a seasonal thing. I didn't have any, any summer thoughts, but I had springtime thoughts. And that's what that made that pop in. And really, it was it started out being one haiku and another and another. So yeah, I felt that wait a minute, there's a little bit more to this. And the cool thing about it is is 
nobody knows what I'm writing about in that poem. You'll figure it out if you listen to it about three times. So, uh, you know. <sighs> there you go. Did though. you did you read it on my? Did you call me and read it on my phone, or did you message it to me on the phone? I'll message. I put it on your messenger. You can make recordings on messenger. Okay, I will go find it. It's your Facebook email. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought you uh, did it like on my regular phone number, phone number, because you're one of nope. the, the you're one of the handful of people in the world that actually have my phone number. Okay. But uh, yeah. Well, sometimes I'll just I'll use the recording gimmick on people's phones, message just leave them a message instead of type it. Like maybe if I'm driving and it's dark, <laughs> I can't see it. I'm not supposed to be texting or something. I can hit a little button and record a message. That works for That's me. Fun. It's fun to do. There's a lot of discipline. Though. Once you get a minute, you're gone. It's cut off. So you got to stay tight. You can't really see it. You can't <laughs> see it. You can't see it in the dark. So I know how long it goes. So you want it to get on about 57 seconds, and it's all good. So there. That's true. All right. Do me a favor, love. You know what I'm going to ask what? you. What do you want to know? I want you to tell people how to come find you. Oh, shucks. Um, <laughs> I've got a blogger page, and it's, uh, uh, who am I, by the way? I don't know. It's under, it's under, uh, boy, it's bad when you can't remember, y'all. What am I on? Heaven smartest boy. Hold on a minute. Let's try this. Poetry soup? No. Blogspot. That's what it is. Blogspot. Yeah. On yeah. Oh, Blogspot. MikeTodd.blogspot.com. That's what it is. I was looking at bloggers stuff and Google things, and it wasn't saying anything I wanted, so it confused me. But, yes, Mike Todd. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here tonight. And I will talk to you when I get back. Yeah. Two weeks. Uh, not we'll next back. week, but the following week. Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks from tonight. If, exactly. I'm, if I'm not here at 7 o'clock, start without me. <laughs> I'll do that, baby. <laughs> Thank by, by you, way, Michael. Huh? By the way, one one other little unresolved issue. Uh, I wrote a poem for our friend who passed away, and I'm sitting on it. What's the plan? Um, I was talking with his mom, and I was had a couple of times with the, that I was going to schedule it, but it was it's been really hard for me, okay. and. It's been really hard for me to think about being able to even talk about that. Right. And I don't want it to be, when we do the memorial show, I don't want it to be a sad thing. I want it to be happy because he was such an incredibly happy and loving person. Right. And so it's taking me a bit longer because I'm trying to go through some of the old shows and I'm pulling off segments where he was reading and talking with us. Okay. And 
putting those into recording so I can play them on the show, little snippets and things like that. And so that's where I am with that. Right. Okay. I just wanted you to know I hadn't forgot about him. I'm glad. Thank you. We're talking about Philip Kent Church, the memorial show we're going to be doing for him. Right. And uh, so, yeah, that's where we are on that. Oh, I think you'd be amazed how many people know exactly who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, gotta go. All right, baby. I will Love talk you with you me. soon, hon. Love you too. <laughs> Bye. All right. Dun dun dun. Our next caller comes from area code seven one seven seven one seven. You're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Make sure you introduce yourself. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, this is a J- James E. Rothline. Uh, <laughs> R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N. It is really good to hear from you, James. It's been a little bit. Yeah, I've been dealing with, been trying to deal with some stuff. Well, I'm always dealing with stuff. So what did you bring us? Well, what's going on with you, first of all? How have you been? What's inspiring in your life? And what did you bring us? Um, well, what's, like I said, going through some stuff, just trying to deal with everything that's been going on. Uh, what did I bring? I'm going to do uh, one for my first book and then one for my second book. I have two books. Yay! <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Hey, right, uh, this first one is from the first book, and it's titled Murder of the First Degree. It sounded like a wet melon, the splitting of his dear brother's skull. End of poem. <laughs> I loved it. It was too short, but I loved it. Well, most of my most of my stuff is pretty short. You know, it's like I. I tend to uh, to like get in, get out. You know what I mean? That reminds me too much of my ex-husband. Did I just say that in my out loud voice? (laughs) I'm going to hell, aren't I? I have no idea. (laughs) Well, that's not for me to say, so... I loved it. What's your second one, sweetheart? Um, the second one is from my second book. Book figure. Uh, he waited to watch. He waited to watch her leave, not for love's sake, but the slow drifting to this moment of no turning back. And the final certainty of never seeing her again as she disappeared from sight. And the poem. Wow. That one's got that that one's that one's really powerful. And it's true. Because um, person I it's like purposeful torture. Well, the person I've been with for about five years. Well, um, I had to sell my house, and I wasn't taking her with me, (laughs) so she went back to where she came from. 
Wow. But yeah, it, it's whatever was whatever was going on between us was killing us both. So yeah. Well, that that emotion was definitely tangible in that piece. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, James, my sweet, tell everyone how they can come find you. Okay, um, I have a I have a poet page on Facebook, James E. Rothline Poet. Uh, you can go back and uh, listen to the spelling because I don't want to do that again. That's that's a that's a mouthful. <laughs> um, like I said, I do have two books out: Musing um, on the Cricket Game of Life, Part One and a Half. And the second one is An Extravagant Way of Saying Nothing. Both of them are available on Amazon in print copy and ebook. And you can also find them on uh, Silver Bow Publishing's website. Very cool. All right, James. Great job tonight, honey. Thank you so much. And Thank make you. sure you catch the workshop we're going to be doing next week. Get me some of your recorded pieces after you record them. And we will see you the following week. All right. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon, honey. All right. Have a good one. Thank you, James. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller, area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Evening, how are you doing? This is Brother on the line from East Chicago, Indiana. Hello, bro O. That's my name for you, just so you know. Just so you know. Bro, oh. oh, thank you. <laughs> How have you been, sweetheart? Uh, I've been pretty good. How you been? I've been really good. Busy. Going crazy. Trying to get stuff done. Dodging wildfires. Living under oh, yeah. the orange sky. All that good stuff. Yeah. It's like a wildfire. One of Oregon's biggest wildfires right now is about 30 miles away from me. Yeah. So what am I going to do? I'm going to run right through it to the other side and go play and camp on the other side of the fire. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So what would you bring us tonight, hon? I just found a call a natural born overcomer. According to the dictionary, the overcomer defines a man or woman who got the better the challenges in his or her life. A man or woman who has conquered the odds. A man or woman who has survived traumatic to life-threatening situations. And a man or woman who strives to live life to the fullest despite the current situations. I hear brothers and sisters. I'm the epitome of a natural-born overcomer who has repeatedly conquered challenges, repeatedly hurdled over obstacles, repeatedly defied the odds, and repeatedly knocked down and torn down walls to accomplish and achieve many great feats in my life. Allow me to go into a brief synopsis of where I've overcome since birth. I'm an overcomer being living as a black man in America despite facing perils, Traps, threats, and dangers all around me. I survived all those and then some by God's grace, favor, and mercy. 
I'm overcoming numerous heart surgeries and a host of numerous medical conditions because I've already proclaimed that by his stripes I'm already healed. My strong faith in God has carried me through every affliction, sickness, and illness I've encountered over my life. I'm overcoming the speech impairment because I was an avid reader who faithfully went to the library. So acquire knowledge and practice reading books out loud until my speech impairment was barely noticeable. Every time you hear me perform poetry live in person on the radio, I speak with clarity and if I'm I add. I'm a very articulate brother with complete command in English language. I'm overcoming being suggested of bullying. See, I was that young man who was made fun of, ridiculed, and laughed at. I was that young man with low self-esteem and low self-confidence. I was that young man with a lot of anger and hate in my spirit that was focused on seeking retribution daily. I learned to fight back and stand up for myself by facing my bullies head on without fear. After it was all said and done, they didn't bother me no more. And I earned their respect. I'm an overcomer of being an underachiever. See, I was that C student in high school, graduated from college with 3.2 GPA. After working a series of jobs, I was called by God to start my spoken word ministry that has allowed me to prosper and flourish into a multi-worldwind poet and author who's captured the hearts of thousands of people nationwide in my conventional brand of poetry. My overcomer being dumped and rejected by several women. Every woman who turned me down only led me only led me to meet my queen eventually three months ago. Every woman who dumped me is out and golden opportunity to experience a real man. I cried many tears and experienced numerous seasons of loneliness. Yes, even a great brother like myself had to experience some frogs, in order for me to experience true love by a special lady who already enhances what I have and compliments me very well. My dear brothers and sisters, these are just a few of the things I've had to overcome. Well, this past Sunday, I earned my second victory. I earned the 2020 National Spoken Word Award for Overcome the Year, therefore making me a two-time winner. I've overcome a lot of my life. If there's one man that you, if there's one man that will show you the example of how to be an overcomer, not only on the poetry stage, but in real life, that brother is yours truly. Brother Ola David Miracle and Professor of Poetry in Poem. You know, you have been through so much. And the one thing that I have never seen falter in you at all is your determination and your self belief. And I think that is so commendable. Great job, Brother O. My bro O. Oh, I appreciate Makes me want to sing a song. Bro O O. I'm singing to you. I think I killed him, you guys. Are you still there? <laughs> yeah, I'll see you, Nazem. <laughs> I heard that giggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
all right, fine, I won't sing to you ever again. <laughs> you know, that there, there's a reason, Brother O, that when me and my little sisters were little, we used to pretend like we were a singing band, right? And we would sit oh, there yeah. and we would sing into our hairbrushes, you know, like we were rock stars, and we'd be singing in our hairbrushes. And my dad named our band the Three Toilet Seats because we sang like shit. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> That is not a made-up story. That is a true story. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So, all right, my darling, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Well, I can be be found on Facebook under the name of my brother O'Gallagher. And I have a a lot of good things coming up. And uh, as always, thank you for support every week on the Speakeasy Cafe. Awesome. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Thank you for being here tonight. Make sure you catch the workshop next week, and we will see you live the following week. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I promise I will not sing to any more of you tonight. Our next caller, 757, you are on the air. Hey, now it's Tamiko Barnett. Hey, Tamiko. How are you, love? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. It's good to hear you, and um, I'm enjoying so far. I love the um, many of the um, prompts. That you gave Had my mind going (laughs) You were listening I love it when people listen to me (laughs) I know this feeling I I understand this feeling (laughs) So much It's a beautiful thing I know (laughs) (laughs) You just made my night You you gave my life purpose Thank you (laughs) You are so silly See how you being Okay, I. You no, know I was being serious. You, you know, serious? I'm actually I was really being serious because I've been doing this for a long time, and I, you know, I work so hard in these prompts, but very seldom does someone actually bring them back. You know, so I don't know what they always grow into. So uh-huh. it, I'm being very sincere when I'm saying that just made my night knowing that somebody actually listened and might do something with them because I never know. And sometimes I'm sitting there saying, you know, I can't, you know, I hope I, why am I doing this? I don't even know if people listen to me and they if they like them and, and I, you know, the, the whole, uh, yeah. So you just made me very happy. Thank you. We're good. I'm glad. <laughs> Every time I get on here and my call is taken when I get in the queue, that makes me happy. So thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I I have two poems tonight. Um, And uh, the first one is called um, Three Ways to Enjoy Cornbread. Oh, I love it already. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, a hunk of it with pinto beans with a good friend while watching an old school movie 
remembering when time didn't exist, living forever was possible. Number two, as a muffin with jelly and butter or just playing with a cup of coffee for breakfast while watching Good Morning America and thinking, when will it ever be safe out there again? Three, as a stuffing with broth, sage, and onions, but this time with no turkey because you're a vegetarian. But you remember those holidays with the turkey. And aside from all the arguments, it was a beautiful evening in peace. I cannot tell you the plethora of reasons I love that poem. That has got to probably be one of my favorite things you've ever read. Oh, thank you. You're, and I don't know if you intended it to be that way, but the walk through times, you know, the innocence of the first one, you know, the the second one, you know, when the the innocence goes away and you can see what the world's really like. And then the third phase, when you when you are settled into who you are, but you look back and you know the things that are really important, like family and love. You know, the three different stages you go through, and cornbread is the constant. I think that you have found the way to save the world. The answer is cornbread. Ah, okay. <laughs> oh, you are so... Oh my God, that's too funny. But yeah, I mean, I'm just saying it happens, and I thought about that because I don't know. I was listening to some poetry earlier today. Uh, it's a book I got called "Revise the Psalm," celebrating Gwendolyn Brooks, and one of the poets um, wrote about experiences in life, and she had made the hot water cornbread with her dad and stuff like that and just her experiences and stuff like that but it, they always had that one moment together and I thought about that and I said you know I have moments like that in my life too not just with cornbread but specifically it made me think about that and I <laughs> and I thought about it and I said no that's actually real so let me just Ponder that and, and see what happens because that's that's a real thing. It could be just that one thing that's constant, but life mm-hmm. changes as you go along, you know. So, and we all have that in some capacity or another. So, mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. You know what makes me want to do now? It makes me want to sit down with you, and one of those nights where we do a sleepover and we're sitting there in our pajamas and. We've got our hair rolled up, and we've got those clay masks on our face, so we're trying really hard not to smile so our faces don't crack. And we're trying to very carefully shove little bits of cornbread into our mouth so the clay doesn't fall off into our pinto beans while we're watching old movies, and I'm painting your toenails. Oh, my God. Girl, I don't never know what's going to come out your mouth. You... (laughs) 
Did funny. you just say you never know what's going to come out of my mouth? I never know, because the part <laughs> at the end got me like, okay, that just threw me all over you, and I'm painting your toenail. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're painting ladybugs. Your toenails look like ladybugs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm sitting there trying to shove cornbread in my mouth with a clay mask on. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know that way if somebody says that you are bugging them, you can put your foot right up their butt and really bug them. <laughs> right? I know ladybugs is like, well, I'm made to do that, so there you bug go. You? Bug you? Oh, let me bug you, please. Ladybug, <laughs> <laughs> ladybug all day long. Ladybug poet, there it is. This <laughs> one. Oh my God! So I, oh, I so love I you. Almost, oh, I love you too. And I got poem number two. Okay. It's called the dance. The universe is watching us, dancing a dance of survival. Much of it is freestyled. And those parts, those moments that are choreographed, are beautiful. Yet they weigh a ton. The universe is watching us until we dance that dance of celebration and liberation in peace. <laughs> I love it. You know, they always say dance like nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. I always say dance like everybody's looking and you don't care. Don't hide your dance. Just dance. You know, we've oh. all seen that person. We've All of us have been out dancing or somewhere at one time or another. And there's that one person that is absolutely a fool on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And if you look around the dance floor, that's the only person where the expression on their face exactly matches the movement of their feet. They're having fun. Yeah. You know? Their feet look like the expression on their face, and they're dancing their heart out. And everybody else is so worried about what everyone else is thinking. Dance like everybody's watching and you don't care. That's true. Especially if you go out somewhere like at like a club or something, you have to really just set your mind to just dance and have fun. Don't think about what other people are thinking or seeing or whatever. Just enjoy yourself. I tell you what, when you dance... At the grocery store or at a department store when you hear some good music being played over the intercom. And you really don't care who sees you. And somebody might see you and they go, you know what? I was just thinking to myself how good that song is. I almost started snapping my fingers. <laughs> so it's like, you have a moment like that in the store or something like that out in public. That's such a beautiful moment. You know how I talked at the beginning in the prompts and you said you were listening to them so I can I can say this to you. But you know when I was talking about the to-do list? Mm-hmm. The prompt. You know, one of the things that would be on my list is what? go into a department store and stand there and have a loud conversation with a manica, mannequin begging them to forgive you for something. 
please. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I'll never do it again. Just tell me you forgive me. Oh, God, stop giving me this silent treatment. I can't take it anymore. I love you so much. Huh? You are silly. You are silly. <laughs> I haven't really sat with that to-do list yet, but it does have my mind going. That was one of my favorite ones you've shared. And my favorite one that you shared off of the list, I think it was last week, and I'm glad you reread it this week because it puts me back in that mind, was the one about wearing the T-shirt with the word life on it and you go out and hand people lemons. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I want to see what you do with these lemons. <laughs> go make lemonade. I dare you. <laughs> I love I the... I love the message behind that particular one and the one you know, about majoring in philosophy and ask people, why do you want fries Why do with you that? want fries with that? My favorite one, I want to do this one so bad, and it really piss, it's one of those things that pisses me off that somebody else thought of it first, hmm. but I really, really, really want to get the eye of the tiger and go follow hmm. somebody joking, or jogging and cheer them on, just having it blasting as loud as it'll go. You can do it. I believe in you. Yeah. Exactly, because I've always said that. Um, I posted it one time many years ago on Facebook that I felt like I had a couple of theme songs, and I posted what they were. And I said, but everybody should have their own theme song, and that just that song that is synonymous with you. And every time we walk out the door, that song is just blared from somewhere. Like, I don't know where. It just starts playing. And it would be, I think, Billy Idol, Rebel Yell. And you just start walking. <laughs> My, <laughs> you just start walking and, and, and just going through your life. Mine is um the song called, and it's, it's titled by, the title the same way of the movie, More Better Blues. Mo' Better Blues by Terrence Blanchard and Bradford Marcellus. They made it for the movie with Denzel Washington. That whole Will song you, is you grab that video and pop it on my page for me so I can listen to it? Oh, it'll be a while before I do that because my computer's down. That's right. I feel like I should send you my little laptop tablet or something like that just so you have it. Oh, it'll be all right. I'm going to get one soon. I'm, I'm just... I keep pulling it in from the universe because I'm like, okay, I got to have something brand speaking new. So, because it'll be with me for a while, a long while. Yeah. So, I, Miss Lady, um, let me let people know about my page. And um, um, this is a good conversation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, Were you here from the very beginning of the show? I was. So, so you heard about someone giving me cougar shot for my thirty-eight? Oh my god! And I'm and I'm leaving. I'm leaving either tonight after the show, or first thing in the morning. I'll be gone. I, I, so I just wanted to remind you of that. The, the snake shots and the cougar shots, and I'm like. And while you're getting your stuff together, I will be sending prayers up for you. <laughs> for <laughs> and pick out what color nail polish you want me to paint your toes when I get back so I can sit and we can watch a movie and I can tell you about our adventures, but we can't laugh because our faces will crack. Okay, and for your safe return home and 
because you, you like to do crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And, you know, I have to say this, because, you know, whoever knows what's going to happen in this world. If something ever happened to me and I got eaten by a cougar, don't be sad for me. That would be the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, it would really would, it wouldn't be the coolest thing in the world, but, you know, it's much better than she died in a beige hallway drooling, right? Okay. I guess I never really think about such things, but okay. <laughs> I want an exciting, I mean, I, I actually, I made my kids promise me that, that if I die a boring death, they have to take me to the mountains and stuff my pockets full of bacon. I know, I remember you told me. Yeah, yep. They said, yep, she went out the way she had lived, eating exactly what the hell she wanted to eat. (laughs) (laughs) And so did the cougar. It ate exactly what it wanted, me. (laughs) No, everything will be fine. I'm I'm actually very safe, and I do weird things, but I'm always very safe, so it'll be okay. I'll be be back next week, folks. (laughs) As long as you get your bad lights and all that. I remember you talking about bad lights and all this other kind of stuff. I'm like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I do set up motion detector you. lights for bears. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. I, I taking the pistol and all that. I don't blame you because you don't know. <laughs> I'll have just, the pistol, the twenty two, and a shotgun with me. I'll be safe, and a knife, and bear mace, and a foghorn, and all that good stuff. You sure you're not okay. going? Wait a minute. You going hunting or you just going on vacation? I'm going out in the middle of the high desert for 15 days digging fossils by myself. That's right. You're uh, digging for the fossils. That's right. Yeah, okay. I'm, dig- I'm poking dead things with sticks, and I don't want anything to poke me. <laughs> okay. Well, I would be, like I said, because that's what I, I like to pray every day. So I should do that and say just... That makes my heart warm. Thank you. Seriously, all kidding and joking aside, thank you. That's very sweet. Have fun and get home safe. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, sweetheart, tell everyone how to find you again. Okay, um, Tamiko Barnett with the E on the end. I'm on PoetrySoup.com forward slash me forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O one three. I'm also on TimBook2.com. Um, just like a book you read, um, T-I-M-B-O-O-K-T-U dot com. I have a page on there, so you can just pull up my first name, my last name with the E on the end, and I should come up in the um, author's index and click on there. I got some stuff out there, and it's some other stuff floating around, but I don't remember everything over the years. Those are the two main pages. And uh, Facebook, (laughs) (laughs) Facebook, Tamika Barnett as well. But uh, if you add me, just understand it will probably be a while before I get a chance to get in there and and add you because I don't have it like an automatic ad right now. But that's it. And thank you very much. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, I will talk to you in two weeks. You sure will, and many blessings to you, and enjoy yourself. I will. Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty. 
Our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Hey, Mama, I can't find my phone. I just woke up. Well, hey. Hey, hey, Mama. Hey, I'm looking for the phone. Okay. <laughs> oh. hey, Hello, baby. my love. I don't have any pieces ready. I fell asleep. I heard, the last thing I heard was, in pain, and I just heard you say goodbye to uh, somebody. So I'm trying. This heat is killing. I'm trying. Is I'm it hot sweating. there? Yes, it's unbelievable. But it's time of year, and I don't like to sleep under the air conditioner because I don't want to get sick. So I got cozy, got my popsicle. And my water, and I came in here and turned the show on, press one, and uh, this is the result. I just woke up. I just now woke up. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad that, you know, we didn't catch you snoring when I when I took um, the line. Didn't catch you sleeping. All these years, you know, watch, you know, watch Mama grow old on the program, and I'm still trying to do poetry and press one. Lord have mercy. <laughs> You know what I miss about Michael, having Michael host with me, which Michael hasn't hosted with me in, God, what, six years now? Five years. Mm, Right. It's been five years since Michael's hosted with me. But how he would get off work and he'd be so exhausted, but he was always here, right? Yeah. And and he would get tired and he'd be listening. And I'd say, so what do you think, Michael? And all of a sudden it was like, Michael? And then you you hear, (laughs) And he would have fallen asleep on the air, and I tried to pull, you know, pull it off, saying, "Michael, Michael, where'd you go?" And I would mute his phone real quick. Oh, it looks like we lost Michael. We'll try to get him back in the bit. <laughs> I know. I had pulled up. I had pulled up a poem too. I did everything I was supposed to do. I even looked up the poem uh, of the lyrics to the song, uh, "Am I Dreaming or Am I Awake?" Try to get a clue on the um, on the um, the prompt for next week, and. Uh, it was such a nice song, the lyrics to it. I said, wow, I should read this. But I said, no, because, no, I don't want to read that. I want to do one on my own. But anyway, in the meantime, I found a point. Let me do something and and I'll go back and take my tire behind back and sit down somewhere. So okay. It was called, the one I had pulled up for you was called, um, Accept. You're stupid. Except you're stupid. Getting to know your stupidity means admitting what you think you know is not working for you. When you realize this, Then and only then will you be able to embrace positive change. As you search for truth, more will be made plain. But when you think you know all that you think you know, think again. Go to the other side of what you know and find out what you don't know. 
and find out what really is. Grab these revelations with both hands. Do not hold on to part of the stupid notions that have kept you for so long stuck on stupid or in a stubborn stupor. You may somehow miss stupidity like you would a reoccurring toothache at first, predicting yet not wanting the painful throbbing to return. Once you've been assured that the unwanted stupid is gone, continue your path of gratitude and growing. Delight in your newfound wisdom and understanding. Seek divine knowledge until you reach the crypt. Know your stronghold. Acknowledge your gift. Ask to be lifted to the pinnacle of wisdom. And ask for a right spirit of discernment. Sidestep negativity and negative forces. And never again be the orchestrator of them. Refrain from hoarding the seeds of truth. Instead, plant truth seeds and spread them unsparingly in the fertile garden of the willing. 2017, Vicky Aqua. The truth seeds. <laughs> yeah. It's in it's on poetry soup. I just I just pulled up something, uh, and actually people actually liked it. I couldn't believe it. I said, well, I don't need it. <laughs> I love it. It said something about Socrates. It said encouraging poem, Vicky. And Socrates said, an unexamined life is not worth living. Admitting that one may be lacking in wisdom is not easy, but it's the only way to grow. Your poem is so full of advice and how on how to do that. <laughs> I love I love poetry too. Yeah, yeah nigga. Keep making me think <laughs> you're a poet. Keep making me think I'm a poet, and I'll just keep on writing shit. <laughs> you love are a poet. <laughs> Love you so much. I'm glad yeah. you glad you woke up in time to read and I'm glad you were here tonight and I love you very much and while I am out on my adventure I will watch for treasure for you. And I did find a little piece of gold ore from my last trip that I'm got and I'm gonna send to you so you can have it too. Is, and you're going again? I I was supposed to leave last third, week. That was the third no. time. No, I haven't gone anywhere this I haven't gone anywhere this year. Every time I was supposed to go it's gotten postponed and I'm not postponing it this time. Oh okay. first time I couldn't go because my snake bite gators hadn't got here yet. 
This week I had to postpone it because there's wildfires and I had to reroute my whole trip um, because the roads that I take to get where I'm going, the roads that I know, are closed because of the wildfires. So I'm leaving either tonight if I can get packed up fast enough or first thing in the morning. Are you near California? Nope, I'm in Oregon. Are you in California? No, I don't go around fires. Oh. I mean, that sounds stupid, but I would not live someplace that was doing all that. I mean, you know, it's really just a friend of mine is there, and he's so sad. He is so sad. I I just really can't even tell you how sad he is. He said that. Is he said yeah? Other day when I called him, he said um. He said the the day is all day. He said and the sun didn't come up. He said it's been all day. The day the sun didn't come up. Yeah, said, it's been crazy here. It's the the smoke has been so thick that you know two o'clock in the afternoon and the street lights are still on and the crickets are chirping. I've got a picture of it on my page, and the sky is blood orange. It's crazy. It's crazy what the smoke is like from the fire. It's like 35 miles from where we we are right now, the fire. It's like 35 miles from Salem or 20 miles from the outskirts of Salem or something like that. I'd have to check and see. But it's it's crazy. You walk outside right now, and it's like it's snowing. There's ash falling. You know, you have to go out and, you know, brush everything off. What about breathing? What about breathing? Well, we're all wearing masks anyway, so... Well, Where yeah, I'm going yeah, is over into the high desert that. of eastern Oregon, and there's no fires over there, believe it or not. So I'll be fine over there. Mm-hmm. I may I'm come back and my house is burnt down, but I'll be fine. I'm talking about the state of the world, the the earth, the all those fires, the oxygen. You know, just it's just much. It's a lot. Where uh, cloth. But you know what? Gonna... Fire fires are important. They're necessary. If you look back in the they olden always, days, fires all happened the all the time. Lightning, Not wildfires would happen, and we, they didn't get put out. They just burnt. And that the earth needs that. The earth know, needs that refreshing. I know about the I know about the nice night niacin and all that, and the mushrooms growing and the morels and all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all at the same time when we're already going through the coronavirus. You know, it's already enough like things going on in one spot. I mean that it just seems like the whole world is is going down at the same time. Is there something going over on over here? Okay, and then over here you got hurricanes, and over here you got floods. I mean, every place you look on the earth right now, something's going on, including the the, the coronavirus. So, well, I mean, stop looking at the places where bad things are and look for the good places. You know, we get so focused on this bad thing's happening here and this bad thing's happening here and this is horrible here and this is horrible here. Don't forget the beautiful things too, Mama. You have to have a balance. You know, yeah, it's ugly okay. out there and there's bad things going on out there, but it's also a beautiful place. Yeah, in Greece. You know that. Over in Greece somewhere. My friend says in Greece. Let's go place. then. <laughs> I well, love it. Over in Greece, it's okay. All right, Mama, let's just go to Greece. Yeah, Demetrius sends me pictures of beautiful sunsets and blue water and all the good stuff, but it's not over here. See? Well, you know someplace good over here, you let me know. You know, it's funny. I've got dual citizenship. 
um, uh, Irish. I have, I have Irish, citizen, Irish citizenship as well because I'm only second-generation-born American. Um, and in Ireland, you can retire over there and live comfortably with a hundred, if I had like $150,000 in the bank. So I think that when I retire, I think I'm going to retire to Ireland. And I used to never want to well, do that because, you know, I'm American. I'm staying in America. But Trump has really ruined America for me. And so now I think about it, you know, and I can retire in Ireland where I have citizenship for $150,000. If I have $150,000, I can live comfortably and retire in Ireland. I'm going. Well, my last name, my maiden name is Harrington. I, I got to check and see if that's Irish because I'm covered with you. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I'm serious. I'm not trying to stay stuck here with just with when people, it's called mass stupidity. It's like mm-hmm. everybody just went stupid at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then Cohen wrote his book and all this stuff that, you know. But now it really don't call me sometimes because we really need to talk. I don't like everything I'm saying recorded on the air. So I just think we need to really talk because I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm glad you got the dual citizenship because it's going to be a, uh, something else living here. With, you know, these crazy people when, uh, are running the asylum. Okay. So. Okay. I'll try to call you while I'm driving. I mean, not okay. while I'm driving. I didn't say that while in my loud voice. On my trip. I'll call you, you on my trip. That would be good. Yeah. We could talk okay. about a lot of things. Okay. Bye bye. All right. I love you, Mama. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, honey. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code eight three two eight three two. You're on the air. Hey. Uh, tell your kids. Uh, when they bury you with that bacon in your pocket, to let me know where where that bacon is, because I'm coming <laughs> to get that bacon. I, I, oh my I God, you're going to eat the bacon out of a dead person's pocket? You are such a freak. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I love. But, I but knew there was a reason you and I were kindred spirits. <laughs> you, you're 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 still going to be cute and all that stuff. So uh, I eat the bacon, <laughs> and it, it, it won't matter. Tell them just to hurry up and let me know so I can get over there and get that bacon. You know, it, it's funny. You talk about good people and bad people, and you know, the, I, I joke around about that. You know, you're going to dig me up and eat the bacon out of my pockets, but. Christopher and I, who host with me on here, we were driving down the road one day, right? And we passed a mm-hmm. cemetery. And out of the blue, he goes, is it weird that every time I see a cemetery, I want to go in there and put flowers on all the people's graves, even though I didn't know them? Oh. And I said, I said, no. Is it weird that every time I see a, a cemetery, I want to dig everybody up and see what they're wearing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, you know, it's wow. like you're such a, you're a nice person and I'm weird. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, he, he thinks wants, stuff he wants like that. Nice. You know, I should have yeah. been an archaeologist and I really should have been. I should have been like, oh, what's his face? He's afraid of snakes and wears a funny hat. Indiana Jones, I should have been. Or Laura Croft. You know, I should have been one mm-hmm. of them. Because yeah, I want to dig up. I want to dig up dead people. I'm not afraid to admit it. I want to go find a tomb somewhere. I want to poke dino. I want to poke dead things with sticks and find dinosaurs and yeah, which is kind of what I'm doing this week. So yeah, you know what? I have to tell you this, Charles. I was so hoping that you were going to be on the air today because I was out and about doing last minute shopping before my trip, and I stopped at this place they have here called Hawaiian Times. 
and they have a macaroni salad that if the if the pope was between me and this macaroni salad i would tap dance on his head to get past him cuz it macaroni is to die for salad. and they have mm. this hawaiian barbecue that they put over rice it is so freaking good and i picked some up on the way so I was sitting there thinking, I know Charles is going to call in. I know he's going to talk about food like bacon in my pocket. <laughs> um, I know he's going to talk about food, but I have. And I, you know, so I'm sitting here. I'm going to eat it right now. Big old bite of macaroni. Mm, yum. Macaroni Can you hear this? With, with, this, uh, this is so professional. With, with, celery mm. in it. With, with celery in it and stuff? No celery. Uh, no, yuck. Nasty. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. It's so good. What what's in there? Is it just macaroni? It's got to be something that some kind of green stuff. What? It's got seaweed in it. Green? Seaweed. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Hawaiian. I, I, I yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So you can't tease uh, me with food today because I'm sitting here eating seaweed seaweed macaroni salad. I'm taking a little bite mm. right now. That, mm. that means it has. It has spam in there. That that sounds good. Spam and macaroni. Mm, and nope, nope. I'm having pulled pork bar- Hawaiian barbecue. I'm taking a bite of it right now. Mm, can you hear it? I'm talking with my mouth. Oh, I'm such, such a good person. Yeah, you're trying okay. to tease me. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> and a glass of super ice cold milk. Mmm. Yum. <laughs> Oh, put some Bosco in there or something. And somebody some snuck in my Nestle office, and I don't know where it came from, but I turned around, and on the paper that I write on, somebody left me a cookie. I didn't put this cookie here, but somebody left it for me, and it's about three inches thick. It's no bigger than an Oreo, but about three inches thick. And it looks like peanut butter, but it's got, some, it's got like an inch of goo in the middle, and I don't know what it wow. is. And it's, I'm really frightened of this cookie, I have to tell you. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it came from. But it, it looks like a thick ice cream sandwich, but it's cookie and goo. Uh, cut it in half and then lick the middle. See what happens. I'm not I'm not putting it in my mouth until I know what it is. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yuck. It does not look appetizing. It looks scary. I don't know. How, what kind of goo is that thick? Uh-uh. So what did you bring for us tonight, darling? Well, uh, I'm gonna stay away from food. I just uh, one I wrote <laughs> four four o'clock in the morning, and one I wrote that might have something to do with some homework that that you gave. So uh, the one at uh, at four o'clock in the morning is called uh, "Woman in a Gray Coat." Oh, woman in a gray coat, worn worn on a hot summer's day. Perspiration marked her forehead. How did you expect her to look? She looked away. Uneasy with the look in my eyes, she twisted her face in a frown. Expecting better of myself, uncomfortable in this situation. Wheels burning, rubber in my mind. What could I do? Helpless. Looked at her again. She stared, told me to get the fuck out of here. And I almost did. But something told me to hold on. 
with a smile in my voice. I said, have a great day. As her bus pulled up, but not mine. I watched her take a seat in the front, staring my way as she sat down. Thanks for listening. That was incredible. Stop that smacking. I hear that smacking. No, I, I got, actually the lid's closed. I put it away. <laughs> I did my okay, unprofessional nomming. I'm good now. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. I love that word. That's a great word, nom. You know what the worst word in the world is? The worst word in the world is blog. Who invented that word? That's horrible, blog. It blog. sounds like something that might that might come out of your nostrils. That, I know, it's a horrible <laughs> word. You know, yeah. there's some really, like the word diarrhea. I mean, that's an ugly yeah. thing. Nobody wants diarrhea, but the word itself is beautiful. The word, I mean, it sounds beautiful. It, it's a pretty word. Does it flow? But does it flow? <laughs> it, it, do, it does flow. It does. Yeah, I like that. It does. You know, but there's like the word decree. Decree is a beautiful word. But then there's words yeah. out there in the window pane. That's a beautiful word. But blog? Who in the hell invented yeah. blog? Bl- blog? Yeah, window pane sounds like some candy. Candy. <laughs> Blog. blog sounds like something a congested frog would say. Blog, blog, blog. Blog, blog. Exactly, right? Yeah, in a, what do you call it? In a, a French ball. frog, a, bre- a French bullfrog. Blog. Blog. <laughs> <laughs> with with, with an with a, with a attitude on his face, man. Bad attitude. Yeah, something. Bad attitude. Somebody should write okay. a poem about that. Beautiful words versus ugly words. Or beautiful words that mean ugly things and ugly words that mean beautiful things. That would be fun to research. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of work and I don't like homework, so <laughs> I won't I won't give you homework. <laughs> you can well, read a second one, my love? Yeah, actually one uh number nineteen, probably on one of the, the uh one of the years I did 40 poems in a row. He says, thanks, Nyla, for the prompt first and last. So it uh, goes like this. So when it, never, when it never even makes the headlines, something is off key. Like a badly written song or a singer singing the wrong melody. Misguided, misdirected, deflected, the tune-up is in perception. The biggest coward is the one on top, protecting itself with lies nonstop. His cronies so full of baloney will soon have to pull down their pants and drop it like it's hot. Families, friends, and nations divided, Everybody's got their sides. But when the important things are brushed aside, we failed as a nation, along with this administration. We depended on the truth, and now we have descended to the gates of hell, and the last drop 
raindrop has been suspended. Back last year, I think. That's, uh, that, that was your two prompts. First one was uh, when it when it never makes the headlines, and the last one is the raindrop has been suspended. So thank you for that. I did my homework for once. I but am proud of you. Ago. That's okay. <laughs> that was a year ago. <laughs> all right, all right, big bacon in your pockets. You have a safe, <laughs> safe trip. Welcome you back. Everybody welcome you back at, with open arms and with a uh, chest full of goodies or something. I don't know. Hopefully you have a chest, chest full of goodies. Not your chest. I'm talking about the chest. I mean the, the, the <laughs> super chest. You know what I'm saying? It, at my, well, you know, as as you get older, you you suddenly become less of a women's rights activist. And if somebody looks at you and says you have a chest full of goodies, you just learn to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you thank go. you for noticing, dude. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that sounds like a good way to, instead of being annoyed by it, you should, you should be thankful. That's great. That's great. <laughs> you know, it, it's really funny. I talk about I worked in radio since I was 18 years old. I never went to school for this. I actually kind of fell into it. There was an ad in the mm-hmm. paper, and I went and... I went and applied for the job, and I got it. And the second day there, the morning DJ came up to me and said, you know, you only got this job because the owner likes your boobs. And I know, I know I should have been offended. But I was a single mom with three children, three, four, and five years old. And so instead of being offended, I took the girls out for dinner and told them thank you. Oh, <laughs> you oh know, wait a minute. Oh, I thought you meant your kid. Oh. <laughs> no, I had you boys. Took your, you took your girl. <laughs> took my girls out to dinner and said thank you because it landed, you know, I don't care how I got the job. I got the job, and over my lifetime, having a career in radio kept me off welfare. It kept me in this amazing, amazing, I mean, the stuff that I've done. You know, I I got to sit there and hang out with Billy Idol. I got to, you know, on my son's 11th birth 11th birthday, I had to go cover a concert and interview ACDC, so he got to go with me. Um, you know, I've done some wow. amazing things in my life because of that. You know, I went yeah. from someone who may, probably would have ended up working at McDonald's to having a career in radio. So yeah, thank you, girls. You know, now let me prove to you that I deserve this job, and I did. I mean, I made a career out of my entire life, but yeah. That's sometimes you just attitude. sometimes you just you, have to say thank you, you girls, and do it. <laughs> yeah, you could have took it another way, and, and look look how everything turned out for the better. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Bless you, bless you, bless you. <laughs> I know that all the women in the world absolutely hate me for saying that right now, but you know. But they're they're probably young and and foolish. Or young and, and misguided, or young un, and unwise, and need to age <laughs> like fresh wine or something, and have bacon in their pockets so bacon they can appreciate pocket. life. 
There are very few situations in life where having bacon in your pocket does not make it better. Yeah, especially if it's freshly cooked. And you, you put your hand in your pocket and it's all greasy and crunchy. Oh, God. <laughs> that just sounds disgusting. Greasy and crunchy. <laughs> I love you, Charles. I love you so much. We've been friends for so long and and you just you 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 are you are one of my little happy stars in my year, my my universe. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, the joy you. you bring me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great talking to you. Hey, hey, snap back. Love you back. Love you back. <laughs> snap Baby, back. tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, Facebook, uh, Charles C.B. Banks, or just S-E-A-B-E. That's it. Perfect. All right, so make sure you catch the workshop next week, and I will see you the following week. All right, you have a safe trip and come back with a chest full of goodies. (laughs) (laughs) I will. I'll have pictures. (laughs) I got that, by the way. Thank you, hon. All right. You take care. (laughs) Bye, sweetie. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code. Actually, we're at the top of our third hour now. So let me give the number again real quick. We are having issues with our phone lines once again, as I said earlier. If you're trying to get in and you're getting that fast, busy signal, just uh, keep trying. It'll let you in eventually. The number is 646-595-3965 if you'd like to come on the air tonight. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. Area code 201, you are on the air. Hello, hello. Hey, sweetheart, it's good to hear from you. Hi, how are you, Nyla? How are you doing I am, this evening? I am doing awesome. Introduce yourself to everyone, love. Um, I'm Ozzy the Poet. I am really glad you're here. So what's been going on in your life? Haven't heard from you. Good to hear uh, from you. Yeah, lots been going on, but um, I'm staying positive, and I'm continuing to strive on and push forward. Um, facing some adversities, but it's it's okay, you know. Um, I'm going to rise above it all, you know. I really you know am. something I tell myself, and I mean this sincerely. I mean, we go through a lot of struggles in life, and there's all this inspirational shit that we listen to, and it's like if you tell me to freaking smell the roses one more time, you know, <laughs> punch you in the nose. But the way <laughs> I look at life is every day that I wake up is absolutely the best day in my life. Yes. Even if it's the worst. Yes. It's true. Because, I mean, once you have life, everything else is pretty much gravy, you know. Um, You just have to learn to roll with things. You You have to learn how to deal with situations and things that you, you know, didn't think that you would go through, but they come to make you stronger. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning that that um, things that happen, uh, they they are really there to to make me stronger, to make me better. And um, just you can't control the world's actions, but nope. you can control your reactions. And Absolutely. you can't. I mean, seriously, you are the only one. I can choose to make this a crisis, or I can choose to be a fucking ninja. <laughs> And Absolutely. I choose to be a ninja. Did I say a potty word? I'm so sorry. I said a potty word. You know, sometimes, sometimes you just—it's just a potty word situation. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. 
You're absolutely right about that. So what do you have for us tonight, Ivy? I have a piece, actually, I, I, uh, I wrote called Fish Fry. And uh, I never spit it, so I'm going to share it. I kind of finished it up today. I started bits and pieces, but I um, finished it up a little while ago. So I'm going to spit that on tonight. Let me tell you all something. You just don't know what a day will bring From pain to your heart sings, shining bright like a diamond bling. I mean, you be minding your own business, you know. I mean, just just shooting the breeze and doing your own thing. And it comes in the form of a knock on your door or a telephone ring. Well, my life's roadblocks eloquently strutted up in my shop. And one thing I No type of spells, but well, he looked like a bit of heaven. He looked like a bit of heaven. I'm sorry, I lost my space. Is everything okay there? That's not an alarm going off, is it? Yes, it is. It's an alarm. It's okay. Do you need to take care of that? And I can come back to you? And you can start over? Yeah, if you would like to come back to me, that'd be great. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I I want to be able to hear you, and I don't want your house burning yes. down. While all right, so I would go take care of that. I'm going to take the next caller, and then I will come back to you when they're done. Thanks much, Nyla. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, like I said, we don't always do it pretty here, but we always do it, and I want them to be safe. So let's give them a moment. We'll grab them back here in just a second, and I'm going to take area code nine eight four nine eight four. You're on the air. Nine eight four, are you with me? Dun dun dun. This is my hold music. Dun dun dun. Nine eight four, I unmuted you. Are you there? And will you read? That's the question. Answer me, please. Nine eight four. All right. So we will come back to nine eight four as well, and we're going to grab eight six three. Oh, 863, oh. you're on the air, Noreen. Oh, um, and hello, Nyla. Hi, sweetheart. Okay. How are I you? Just, okay, I'm, I'm doing good. It's okay. so good to hear from you. Okay, I thank see you. I you hanging out, that you were able to get in the chat, and you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got in chat tonight. I couldn't last week, but I got in there tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, tonight. tonight um, I want to um, um, read one of the Garys. I was looking through his poetry, and I found one. I don't know if I've read this one on the show, but I know Gary has. I remember him reading this one. And he wrote a, a – well, I'm going to tell you behind this. Well, um, a lot of times I find some poetry, um, um, poetic forms that we can write to. So I got Gary into this, too. So he wanted to write one too, the Gogyoka, and I showed him how to how to do it. We both learned together how to write a Gogyoka, and he got into it. So he, he this is what he wrote called Ants Marching. Okay, and Ants goes marching, 
in her in hurrah hurrah marching up to the to their chins in mud is getting thin the end oh i loved that thank you yep i love the way he did it how he wrote the gagaka poetic form indeed yes indeed and that's so much fun doing it together. We we do these poetry prompts. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So, which one are you? Are yours? Are you going to read? Okay, this called. I'm not sure the title of it yet. I'm thinking I'm going to call it something. Well, I was going through his poetry. Well, um, I found this quote he wrote, and and um, it says, "Some things just come naturally." So I got inspired by that quote. So this is what I wrote because of the, his his quote. Okay, some things just come naturally to me, and that is loving you. Your loving, kind, good-natured soul makes it easy for me to love you. Some things just come naturally to me, and that is writing poetry of varied subjects, and especially write love poems to me. I mean, oh, wait, how did I get that to you? I was talking to you. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. I messed up there. Okay. Some things just come naturally to me, and that is not forgetting you. You give me enough love to last me forever. We have so many good memories. The way you treat me, like a princess or a queen, I can never forget. Some things just come naturally, and that is honoring you for the rest of my life. The end. Aw, I love it, Noreen. Well, thank you. You are so welcome. Mm -hmm. Fantastic job on that. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. So how is your, you're doing your live poetry readings and stuff once a week still, correct, with your poetry group? Um, Yes. You want to tell us a little bit about how to find that and what you have going on? Okay, you can find it on, on on our, um, on on the portrait, I mean, on the group in um, Facebook, and it's called um, the Poetry Club, and you can find it um, Facebook dot com uh, front slash groups front slash poetry the Poetry Club two thousand and nineteen, and I do it every Saturday night at between five and five thirty. Then on the twenty sixth, I won't be doing it because I want the Poetry Club get involved in the 100,000 Poets for Change. And and and, and I found, um, I'm not going to use Zoom because um, because um, it, I don't have that kind of money, you know, to spend. So I'm going to do, because um, you only can have, um, um, only can do it 40 minutes. So I decided to go with freeconferencecall.com, and I can have up to 1,000 people in there. And we can have up to six hours for free. But there's only four countries. I can't do it unless uh, that is one of them is Philippines, another is China, and two more countries is listed. But, 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 but if I pay $10 for a whole month for each one, then they can do it. But I'm not going to do that unless somebody from them countries wants to do it. Then I'll see. I'll try it and do it. Because I don't want to be—I don't want to turn anyone down on when it comes to poetry. 
That is awesome. Yes. And and I enjoyed it. I never thought I could do something like that. I never thought I could. I don't know. I should never thought me doing something like that. So I'm I'm proud of, I'm I'm hoping it's not wrong to say I'm proud of me because I did. I'm doing something like that. It's never. You know. No, it's not. It's not vanity or or bad to say you're proud of something that you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you, know, you. It's not. It's. It's. I think that more people need to be able to say, "I worked hard on this. I've done a good job. I'm proud of myself." You know, mm-hmm. I'm proud of the the people who mm-hmm. helped me get to to do this. I'm proud of the influences that you know led me here. All of this stuff. You know, there's nothing yes. wrong with that. Okay, you know, thank you. There's there's a difference between being boastful and conceited mm-hmm. than being gracious and proud and thankful. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Thank My you. My words of wisdom for the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and 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 um, d- d- when was it? The other night? Oh, that. The, before oh, that was the night before I went to see the went back to my dermatologist and um and I was I was you know I was kind of nervous about go well going in the way I was the way I wasn't and um and then um I I said I said God if Gary still uh, is around me if Gary um is still around me then all of a sudden shit like that I felt I mean I mean I can't explain it. I just feel um, something um, like the, that breeze. It's not no air conditioner breeze either. It's just I know he was there. It was just all around me, like he was surrounding me with his love. It was, it was so, it was awesome. I know Gary was here. I know he is too. Yes. All right, sweetheart. Tell us how we can find you guys, how we can find your books, all of that stuff. Oh, okay. And you can find our books um, on Amazon.com, and our books is um, Reflections of Our Inner Beings, um, The Hour of Truth, and Two Hearts in One. You can find it on Amazon, and you can find us on um, uh, um, Gary and Noreen Snyder.com. Um, friends, uh, oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry, I got it. Okay, um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot dot com, front slash poetry. And then, um, you can find, um, Gary on, um, Facebook dot com, and you can find him on, um, ReverbNation dot com. And then you can also find him on AllPoetry dot com, too. Okay, and then, um, I just found that out. And um, PoetryPoem.com, too. Okay. And um, and then you can, he's also Googleable and Googleable. Okay. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and you can um, find me on um, Facebook.com, um, ReverbNation.com, PoetryPoem.com. And I'm, I'm going back into the... The, the, the old Starlight is not there no more, but the new Starlight is called WritePostPublish.com, and I'm back in there in that group. And then I started going on Writing.com. That's something new for me, too. 
And then um, I'm also on PoetryPoem.com uh, and our Poetry dot com too and I'm also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> yes, ma'am, you are. Appreciate you so much, Noreen. Thank you for wow. coming here, for bringing Gary to us every single week. I mean, he's always here in our hearts, and he's yes. always there beside you. But I love the fact that we get to hear his poetry every week and yes. hear his voice through you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, you so much it. for everything. And then on 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 on, uh, I try to make it um. Um, on um, the the Facebook Live, I try to get his um, voice on there too. Every Saturday night, you can hear his voice, whether he's singing or he's doing one of his poetry. You know, I I was talking to Blog Talk Radio, and I still don't have a definite answer yet to find oh, out if okay. there's any way if I renew the account for Reverse, if yes. they still have any of those recordings. Wow, I so hope so. Wouldn't that be nice to have those? Back? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because I could get more of his music. I mean, oh wow. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, I, yes. Oh, I hope so. And thank you very much for trying to help out. Yeah, I, I never, I, I'll never forget how sad you were, and you told me, and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see if there's anywhere that those recordings are still available. Okay. All right, my darling. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you for being one of our sponsors. You're amazing, and I love you, and I will talk to you in two weeks. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll talk to you in two weeks. Oh, all right, I honey. Want, oh, I want to thank all the sponsors for for uh, sponsoring the, this poetry show for the year. So we poets have a um, venue, and, and thank you, um, Nyla, and um, thank you, um, my, um, Michael Quigg, um, Christopher Ryan for um, hosting this show. So we have poets have a venue to to, um, to uh, read. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome, sweetheart. We appreciate okay. you so much. Okay, thank you, and we appreciate you all too. Bye, bye, hun. Okay, you, okay, talk to you later. I don't say goodbye. I'll talk to you later. See you soon. See you soon. Okay. <laughs> bye, okay. Talk bye. to you soon. Okay. Okay, let's go back up here and grab Ivy and make sure that the the <laughs> everything is safe and good. Are, you, are is everything good now, hun? Uh, the woes of boiling water that was forgotten on the stove. Um. <laughs> Have you ever boiled eggs so long that the water went away and the eggs exploded? Oh my god. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I'll do that. I'll be sitting somewhere and I'll be working on something, and all of a sudden I'll hear an explosion. It's like, shoot. I'm egg. telling you, I'm so bad with that. Like, I really, I really am. Like, I'll boil water and I'll completely forget. I'm making tea, or and I'm just like, forget about it. So it's just, it's just one of those things for the record. You know, they have these. I solved that problem. They have these electric water pots. They're like a teapot, and they sit on this little hot plate, and you push a button, and it boils the water and then shuts itself off. And I got one of those, and they're, they're not very expensive. They're like 20 bucks maybe. And it is the best thing I have ever bought for myself in the world because I don't burn my teapots anymore. I don't leave them on the stove, and it shuts itself automatically. I'm in love with it. I need to invest because really, like, I just I, – I do that. And I haven't – I wasn't doing that – before this, like, pandemic, but it's like my mind kind of slips a lot more lately. I don't know what that is, but um, 
You just have more yeah. time to get lost inside of yourself. And I oh. think that when we have the ability to get lost inside of ourselves more, it's kind of like we get enveloped. We don't normally get a chance to mm-hmm. spend this much time alone with ourselves or, you know, and and I think we kind of just swallow ourselves up. And when we do yeah. that, and I think, it's, I think it has a lot to do with being creative people, you mm. know, we – you know, our our brains, we hyper-focus on things. And I I'm, I always, I don't want to assume other people do the same things I do, but I think it's just, like I said, a thing that creative people do. We hyper-focus on something when we're excited about it. If something's boring, it couldn't keep our attention for 10 minutes. You know, usually in, right. in school, people who are super creative, you know, did really good in certain classes, you know, things that, that held their interest but didn't do so well in things that didn't hold their interest, like math you know, Absolutely. or something like that. Um, yeah. But we hyper-focus, and when we hyper-focus, time doesn't exist. We have a real hard time with time perception and stuff. And, yeah, we so burn things. Mm-hmm. I have a whole photo album on my Facebook page of of exact examples of that, things that I have burnt because I was lost in one thing or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything's good now. Everything is back to normal pretty much for right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. I think you should start doing the microwave water and the tea bags is what you need to do. Okay, no baby, more boiling water on the stove. We want you around for a while. <laughs> There's too many fires in the world. <laughs> yes, yeah, a lot of that going on, so I don't want to add. I don't want to contribute to that. I've done it, you know. <laughs> I want to add on to that. Oh, I love your laugh so much. You have such a you have such a contagious, infectious, happy laugh. Oh, genuine, very you. genuine laugh. Thank you so much, Nyla. I appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me to handle that business and give back to poetry. So I appreciate hey, I got it. Got your back. <laughs> Sometimes we have to do a, do a little adulting, and you know, it has its yeah. own time frame. So. I'm glad that you're here, back. I'm glad everything's good. I'm glad that you're not, you know, calling from your cell phone in the middle of the street with sirens in the background. So with all that said and and done and out of the way, what did you bring for us again? (laughs) Uh, Take it from the top. Uh, This piece is called Fish Fry. Let me tell y'all something. You just don't know what a day will bring from pain to your heart sings, shining bright like a diamond bling. I mean, you be minding your own business, you know, I mean, just like shooting the breeze, just doing your own thing. And it comes in the form of a knock on the door or a telephone ring. Well, my life's roadblock eloquently strutted up in my shop and one thing, I don't mess with no type of spells, but, well, he looked a little bit like heaven and mixed with a whole lot of hell. And if he was a spell, then I've been touched by the tip of it, because that man, well, he, he was fine as shit. And I had to play it off a bit as if all that, as if I didn't see it. But I saw, and yes, Lord, I I saw, and the smell of his cologne could make a blind woman see. Now, 
I know he just ain't coming here for no slice of chocolate cake, and from the look on his face, it was me that he, well, he desired to taste and checkmate, and on his mind, well, he had bigger fish that he wanted to fry, and I shoot, well, I... I couldn't even lie, but by him I was most definitely mesmerized, and I chuckled within at myself, watching him gawking coffee, child, and when he opened his mouth, revealing them pearly white, and he, he was starting, and he was just a talking, and in that moment I had to stop, and I damn near dropped the coffee pot, and... For the ladies' room, I made a quick dash, and I had to have a conference with myself. See, I had to check. I had to check my own ass because I was feeling butterflies, and that had been dormant. I mean, it was still, and they were still in their cocoon. But today, see, they decided to bust right on through and slide in my hands down the sides of my silhouette, and I smiled at the thought of it, and girl, if you don't cut it out, see, you, you just better stop it, and heading back, and I was stopped in my tracks, and are you okay, Maxine, and no need for you to look so mean, I mean, I read your name tag, and Lord, was I really looking that mad, I mean, damn, that's my defense mechanism, and I feel bad, but yes, I'm fine, and thank you, thank you, sir, for asking, and by the way, the men's room is on the other side of the room, and he said I wasn't looking for the men's room, quite frankly, see, I, well, I was looking for you, and truth be told, well, I was looking for him, too, I mean, mm, who knew that you could take away my blues, and I can tell that you, well, I just love you, and you, you are the newest of new, and I wrote it, and I giggled at the thought of you listening in, because you, see, you ain't a poet, no, you not a poet, and you're not in the queue, but I'm still, I'm still mesmerized by you, and you look and smell so good, too, and my, oh my, Hot fish and easy on the eye, and he he's that kind of man that is like a fish fry. I can't lie, he he's a fish fry. Is that in palm? Yes, in palm. That was delicious. You. you you have <laughs> I hope this doesn't sound weird, but you have a way of reading and performing your poetry where you can actually see the words dripping off your lips. And it, and it's like a little kid listening to you is like being a little kid with their nose pressed against the the candy store window. And there's somebody inside you know, with with a pretty dress on, and and they've got this yummy piece of, you know, lollipop, and they're licking it, and you've got your nose pressed against the window, and your mouth is making the motions of licking it too because it just looks so good. So when you're reading and these words are just 
coming from you. You know, I'm sitting there listening, and I realized that that I was like mouthing the words along with you because of oh, this is so. Good. <laughs> <laughs> now you know you're good <laughs> when you can provoke a physical reaction out of somebody oh, wow. when you read. <laughs> That's power. <laughs> I, I was just like, and and she's drawing that word out. <laughs> oh, I absolutely loved it. Oh my! Thank you. I loved Thank it. you so much, Myla. Thank you. And, uh, thank you for the opportunity to share on your show. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope that you enjoy yourself, enjoy your vacation or the little oh, getaway. But, Ivy, honey, are you going to read another one? Like, you get to read two. Um, I have time. Yeah, the house isn't burning down. You're good. <laughs> okay, let me find a little piece that I have. I don't want to do something because I tend to write kind of longer pieces and um but I'm going to read um a shorter piece. You read what you want. We got time. Awesome. We have one caller left after you, so we're good. Okay. All right, let's see what I got here. This great. Okay. This piece is called Pendulum. If these walls could talk, broken pieces of chalk, roots, can't count how many times you broke me off, child. See, you make me want to smoke a Newport or a Black and Mile, and I no longer indulge, but I want to indulge in your essence and your decadence, for only you can soothe my sweet tooth. You, you are my muse, and don't let me loose. And the way we get wild, 50 cents, because I know you got to make me smile. And I cry all at the same damn time. And every time we're together, you're Winston and I'm Stella, and I'm getting my groove back. Mm. And the broadness of your back, I can't help but to scratch and know I don't own you, but I'm making you my territory fact. And true story, keep me on my toes And never bore me Keys in the lock, halt, clock And the world as I know it Time stops And pendulum and my body It slowly rocks And what's on the outside of this abode Has officially been placed on block Cause this moment is ours And that's it And I don't want to waste and gently you caress my face, my man, I need a taste And softly bite your hand and we become the main course Pushing away plates past tense We state that we already ate Toothpick after the meal in vogue and giving you something And both that we can feel and shoot And Billy Holiday is playing in the other room And it ain't nobody's business what me and my man do And soon and in and out of tune And full moon and moonwalk And we, we see we are Michael Jackson and bad and young money bedrock and grandfather clock and baby oh baby if these <laughs> if these walls could talk Aji in peace <laughs> if walls could talk <laughs> 
You know, yeah. do you know that I think that if I could have a superpower, it, that's what it would be. Mm. Imagine if you had. I mean, if you could, seriously if you think about it, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? My superpower would be the ability to make inanimate objects talk. Wow. So hmm. I could take, um, like I I went to St. Louis one time, right? And you know the, the old gang history of Saint, the St. Louis waterfront and what a rough place that was and the gangsters down there and Capone and all those guys, right? That was not a friendly place, you know, during the 20s and 30s and the machine guns and the zoot suits and the, the, all of that stuff, right? Well, they were tearing up the waterfront. They were tearing up the, the, all of the cobblestones from the St. Louis waterfront, and they were throwing them on the bank of the Mississippi, Instead of repurposing them, which I don't understand, but instead of repurposing them, they were throwing them on the banks of the Mississippi, and they were going to throw them into the river to get rid of them. Mm. I, I still cannot wrap my head around how they could do that. And so I asked them and if I could have one, and they said it was okay, so I grabbed a couple of them, right, mm. and brought them home with me. And you would be amazed how big they are. But I'm sitting there holding this cobblestone in my hand. And I'm thinking about, you know, how they and, – and they're replacing it with these pretty brick streets. It's nice – you know, you go to a, a fancy part of town now, and they've got these – these streets are made out of brick, and they're all nice and even and pretty. And, you know, right. this old cobblestone that's been rolled over by buggies and all this other stuff, and then by cars, and how many footprints have been on them, and what did it – you know, the, the, the cobblestones. And so mm-hmm. I'm sitting there holding one in my hand, and I'm looking at it. And I'm thinking, what if it could talk? What if I could sit and have a conversation with this cobblestone? All wow. the way back to when the earth was formed, because it's made out of granite, right? So when the earth was formed, and, you know, where was the, where was the granite? You know, who was it that went to the, the, the stone quarry and dug it out? Who was that man? Or mm-hmm. woman? But who was it? You know, who, how did it get transported from the quarry to the, the rock worker's place? Who sat there and chiseled that cobblestone? Who was the man that had the job that made that cobblestone by hand? Who was the worker that placed it into the road that laid the cobblestone streets? How many, what's the story of the shoes that walked over the top of it or the buggies that ran over it? Yeah. Who bled yeah. on that stone? You know, think of that, that one piece of cobblestone could sit there and tell me its history of being part of the St. Louis waterfront. Wouldn't that be amazing? That's phenomenal right there, really. Like, as you were speaking and, and telling that, I had to literally, like, close my eyes because I could see, I could see that, you know, and it was just powerful. And um, that's amazing. That's truly amazing, really. That's why I like old things. I mean, very seldom will you ever see me go to Walmart and buy something new for my house. I like things with fingerprints. I like holding them and touching them. And, you know, I collect antique photographs because I like making up stories about them. That, and I'm a photographer, so, you know, there's just that interest in it. But, um, you know, I love things with fingerprints and stories. And mm. I want to know them, you know? Phenomenal. Really is. Yeah. That's phenomenal. 
So my homework for you, my darling, is I want you, and I don't know if you have the ability to do this, so either something from your past or your childhood or your family's past, an heirloom or something, I want you to think of an object, and I want you to write a story or either a story or a poem or some prose about that object talking about all the fingerprints your family has left on it. No matter how far back you go. I mean, it could be a pair of your, your, if you have kids, it could be a pair of your kids' shoes. It could be, you know, a toy you played with as a child. It could be the rolling pin, your grandmother's rolling pin. Like I have a lot of my great-great-grandma's kitchen things that I still bake with and can with. And, you know, when I make jam, I make jam the old-fashioned way with the things my great-grandmother used because then she's there in the kitchen with me. You know, those fingerprints, the things that stay there, the stories they have to tell. So I want you to find something in your past. Yeah. And I have And I want you to write a story about that. I'm going to write about my mom. I have a dress of my mother. She's been deceased well over 20 years now. But I have this dress that she had made, and it's like crocheted, but it's a very heavy Material. You could tell it was like made in like maybe the 50s or the 60s with the matching jacket. And I've always loved it and I've admired it. So I'm going to write a piece on that. I'm going to write about my mother's dress that I still have. That would be incredible. Thank you for that. Thank you for... um, And and the rest of the assignment is, is I want you to think about it. When you close your eyes and you see that dress, I want you to ask yourself, how do I see it? Where is it sitting? How is the light falling on it? Is it draped over a chair? Is it resting on the bedspread? Is it hung in a closet? And then I want you to create a still life photograph of that dress. If You you have it, right? Yes, I do have it in my possession. So I want you to take a still life photograph. I want you to set it up somewhere and move your props around or whatever. And I want you to take a visual photograph of the dress in the type of setting that you see it in. You know, and you can make it black and white or a sepia tone or leave it in color if you want to go along with the poem you write so you can post them together. Okay. I will do that. Most definitely I'm going to do that. And do you have kids? Yes, I do. They're big now. That poem needs to go in an envelope and get attached to that dress so... You know, when when we're off doing our own thing later on and our stuff are left for our children to go through, that they find that poem and the picture you made and the dress. Awesome. I'm going to do that. I'm definitely going to do that. Thank you for um, the inspiration for that. And, um, I'm definitely going to do it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> sweetheart. So we will Enjoy talk yourself. to you in a couple of weeks, honey. Yes, and have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. I will. I can't even tell you how much I've been looking forward to this. And I appreciate you all not minding that I'm going to be gone for a week. Make sure that you listen to the workshop with Carlos, Written in Pain, doing a workshop on spoken word. He will be on next week. And then I will see all of you guys the following week. And you have fun. And there's no time limit on this, but when you get done writing this, I would love if you came back and shared it with us. I will do that. Most definitely. I will most definitely do that. So thank you. (laughs) 
You're welcome, sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can find you, honey. You can find me on Facebook under Shelly Y. Fowler. In parentheses will be IG. That's A-J-E-E. That's the easiest place to find me. Uh, I am on Instagram, but my name is quite long. So Facebook is the most easiest place to find me. So you can find me there. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for taking time out to be here tonight and for risking your life. To, <laughs> yes. I you know, <laughs> the air raid sirens going off, all that good stuff. You know, I, this, yeah. your commitment is just astounding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Nyla. I appreciate you so much. Have a wonderful evening. God bless. You too, honey. Love you. Bye-bye. You. All right. So just a heads up, um, I've got James and Tamiko and CB are still on the line with me. Um, I want all three of you to find a super short poem, and we're going to do like a speed round of dating here. I'm going to bring James on first. His are normally short, so he's okay. Tamiko's, hers are normally short. CB, you can find something. I know you can. But let's go ahead and bring the three of you back on, and, and you can close out the show with me, and we'll just bring you on, read, boom, we'll go to the next. So I hope James is still there because I'm grabbing him now. James, are you with me? James? Darling? Are you there? Hello? Hi. You got you got a short one you can read real quick to help close out the show? Yeah. Um, okay, this is this is one I wrote years ago. It's titled Death Valley Rainstorm. Okay. I got dry as I got wet. End the poem. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> You were so awesome. That was awesome. All right, shout out your shout out your lo, lo, locations again for me. All right, um, I can be found on Facebook, um, James E. Rothline Poet. Um, I do have uh, two books out; they're available on on Amazon. Musing uh, on the Cricket Game of Life, Part One and a Half, and an Extravagant Way of Saying Nothing. Um, I can also be found on Instagram at James E. Rothline. And um, I have a YouTube channel. i got to start <laughs> using that one again. That's pretty much where you can find me. Very cool. All right. Thanks, you, for, for uh, jumping back on. And Thank you. for the impromptu read. You're awesome, James. And I will see you in two weeks. All right. All right. Bye-bye, hon. All right, let's go ahead and grab Tamiko. Tamiko, do you got another one you'd like to read real quick? Um, do I have another one? Um, let me see. And my TV is loud, but um, <laughs> no, <laughs> real quick. That's um, okay. It gives it ambiance. Okay. Um, real quick. I'll try. Um, dancing in the aisles. At the grocery store, dancing around the calories and the fat and the sugar, no more. I appear to be happy amidst all this food, but what I feel from the life outside these doors was downright crude. So here I am, peaceful, as I look for something to eat, and it's a shame. 
It's such a game that I drown myself in treats, in peace. Absolutely beautiful. I love I love the song playing in the background. That's kind of appropriate, don't you think? You know what? <laughs> I didn't even pay attention until I finished. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, Tamiko, tell everyone how to find you again, love. Poetrysoup.com forward slash me forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O one three. Perfectness. All right, see you in two weeks. All right. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, love. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye, sweetie. Bye-bye. All right. Charles, C.B. Banks, do you have another Hello. one you would like to share with us real quick? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, leaves of sky, feet of clay, roots Stretch deep for heaven the other way. Storm clouds swirl, but leaves skies through. Leaves nurse tree, roots do too. Dark surrounds light, leaves the sky. Sun gonna come, leaves gonna shine. Ball grows bright, leaves drink sun. Roots loving earth. Fruit's going to come. All these things for leaves of sky. God's loving life. God's going to cry. Roots drink God. Tree reaches high. Leaves of sky, man asking why. All these things man wants control. Don't control God. Let God flow. Thank you. You're welcome, Charles. All right, tell everyone how to find you again, baby. Oh, I'll be looking for that pocket full of bacon with with that lady that be having a pocket full of bacon. C B S E A B E Facebook. Thank you. Have a good vacation. I will, honey. We'll talk to you in two weeks. All right. Take care. Be careful. I will. Thank you. All right, everyone. You are listening to, or you have been listening to, the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. It has really been a fun, fun evening. I'm going to go ahead and give you your poetry line prompts again from earlier. If you missed the prompts at the beginning of the show, you can come back after the show is over and listen to the archives. And first 15 minutes of the show, you'll find your writing prompts for the week and exercises and all that good stuff and journal assignments and, yeah. In fact, you can go to the first 15 minutes of any of our shows over the past 14 years. And if you can't think of something to write about, grab one of our prompts. All right, so the line prompts for this week, and I've kind of gave you some that are borderline dark, maybe a little bit spooky, uh, kind of get you ready to uh, kind of ramp up for Halloween next month. There's going to be a lot of Halloween shows on and stuff, so you're going to want to have new things to read. So kind of preparing you for that with some prompts. The first one is... When the Scarecrow Weeps. The second one is Night's Black Bat Flutters. And you can change the last word to Night's, like the night, Night's Black Bat Beckons or Whispers or Sings or Stalks or Seduces. So you can change that last word to whatever you want. Night's Black Bat Flutters. 
Number three, blindfold my angels. Blindfold my angels. Number four, like a black fly. I like that one. Like a black fly. And number five, spellbinding moonshine. And you can decide if moonshine is one word, like the spirits, no pun intended, but appropriate, or if it's hyphened. So it can either mean like the moon shining, or it can be moonshine. So number five, spellbinding moonshine. Those are your line prompts. You can come back at the beginning of the show, like I said, and get all your other assignments for the week if you would like to check those out. Remember, we are going to be gone next week. We're going to have a – or I'll be gone. You guys will be here. We have a fantastic workshop planned on performance poetry by Carlos, written in pain, that will be airing. And then we will be back live the following week. So you have lots of time to do some of your exercises, do those list prompts that I gave you, and bring some of those back next week. That would be – or two weeks, that would be a great thing to come home to. I'm going to go ahead and play a track to end the show with. And I was looking for one that I thought would be fun. And I found this one. And, I mean, who doesn't love Christopher Watkin? I have such a crush on that man. I can't even tell you. Anyway, so in the spirit of getting ready for Spooky Palms next month, I'm going to play this to inspire you. We're going to close the show with Christopher Watkins reading The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Love you guys. Cannot wait to come back and tell you about my adventure. I will be safe, I promise. Have fun doing your things, and I guess this is good night. Good night, everybody. Midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. To some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. How distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly, I wished the morrow. Vainly, I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here, forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, to some visitor, 
entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is, and nothing more. Presently, my soul grew stronger. Hesitating then no longer, sir, said I, or madam, truly, your forgiveness I implore, but the fact is, I was napping. And so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here, I opened wide the door. Darkness there. Nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering. Long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before, but the silence was unbroken. The stillness gave no token. The only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this, nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before, surely, said I, surely that is something at my window landing. Let me see then what there at is in this mystery explore, but my heart is still a moment, in this mystery explore, tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when with many a flirt and flutter in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance, maybe, not a minute stopped or steady, but with mien of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace, just above my chamber door, perched and sat, nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stirred the quorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly, grim, and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Much I marvel this ungainly foul to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast, upon the sculpted bust, upon his chamber door, with such a name as Nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on the pallet bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did up poor. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Startled by the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, doubtless said I, what it utters is its only stock in store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, never more. But the raven, 
still beguiling all my fancy into smiling straight, I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then, upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er she shall press on evermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen center swung by seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee. By these angels he hath sent thee respite. Respite and nepenthe from the memories of Lenore. Quaff, O quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still of bird or devil. Whether tempter sent, or whether tempest tossed be here ashore, desolate, yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me, truly I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, think of evil, prophet, still a bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore. Tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul had spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken, quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven. Nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of palace just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul, from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor, shall be lifted.